You gotta pay your dues to me, pinche mamón. You wanna throw it out, puto? Come and get some. Get it, motherfucker. Hey, fuck you. You want another fracaso, badass? Come and get it, motherfucker. Then I see that to mother. I'm gonna cut your fucking eye off. I'm gonna kill you. These other vatos, sensei. Get up, Chucky. Get up. You fuck with my familia, eh? You gotta answer to me here and now. Come on, toe to toe. Let's go, motherfucker. Let's see what kind of man you are in daylight. What's the matter, Spider? You were scared of me? I'm gonna catch you on the fucking rebound, punk. I'm gonna squash you like the PJ bug you are. Come on, motherfucker. Run it Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of THR Presents Stream Fiends. I'm your host, Brian. With me, as always, you know who it is, my brother Nez. What's up, man? Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We're back. Stream Fiends. Hopefully, uh, we'll stay on some kind of schedule instead of taking all these these big breaks. But uh, we did give you action to returns the other day. I think that's yes. what I don't I think that was the last one. <laughs> as well as... Um, you got a wrestling out. That so. and... Um, <laughs> oh, your uh, THR Quick Reviews. Yeah. Death to Metal. Is it that bad? I listened to it. I watched the trailer, but then the way you were talking about it, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, if, if we're not reviewing trailers for, for the horror returns, like, I, I don't watch trailers. But we reviewed that one. It was like the red band trailer. And I was like, I was like, this looks pretty fucking good. And then I watched it and I was just like, not to bag on the movie or nothing, but I was just like, when is something going to happen? <laughs> and the movie wasn't even that long either. And the trailer just made you think it was just going to be fucking rock boobs blood and just all kinds of shit and it was super tame not even what i was expecting yeah the trailer didn't sell it to me but <laughs> and then listed in the years i was like i don't know but <laughs> oh and also jet over to um uh, the scatterness podcast network and um Check out the uh, ESP shorts. Uh, two bullets to or two bullet solution. Yeah. What was that only like three or four minutes long? The movie. Yeah. Yeah. The short. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, everybody in it and everybody who was involved in it writing and directing. I believe was everybody was uh, stunt actors. Okay. Um, I wanted to check that one out too. I want to watch it before I listen uh, to the review. So. Yeah, it's a super quick one. Well, I had to kind of get through it, but I, I noticed when your spoiler part was, because when I'm looking at it, when I'm putting it together, I can see there's a gap right there. I'm like, okay, it's yeah. right here. <laughs> so, but, yeah, shout out to Steve. He was like, uh, I'm, I'm going to listen regardless, but maybe you should have a spoiler warning in there. So I was like, yeah, that's probably a good idea for people who haven't seen it. <laughs> but uh, There's no spoiler in this one, everyone. Uh, this is 19... 19- 93's 
when I saw the trailer, it was Bound by Honor. But when it came out on uh, DVD or it said uh, Blood In, Blood Out, Bound by Honor. So uh, I don't know. Everyone calls it Blood In, Blood Out. I, yeah. I rarely ever hear Bound by Honor. When a family stands together against the violence all around them. Life's a risk, carna. When one son vows to uphold the law. Break, while another dares to break it. You owe me this one, buckle. When the struggle to survive turns brother against brother. You kill your own people. No! All they have left is their bond of blood. Ah! Bound by honor. Rated R. Starts Friday, April 30th in select cities. Uh, the film came out April 16th, uh, 1993. We are recording this uh, on April 17th, so it's been 29 years. Damn, it's been that long. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, um, directed by Taylor Hackford, and this stars a billion people, mm-hmm. but um, the main ones, uh, Damien Chapa. Jesse Borrego, I think that's his name, Benjamin Bratt, Enrique Costello, Victor Rivers, Delroy Lindo, Tom Tolles, Academy Award winner Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Carlos Carrasco. uh, Give me some chum chum. Yeah, Raymond Cruz, (laughs) uh, Teddy Wilson, Victor Rodriguez, uh, Lanny... Fowlery, I think that's his name. Uh, Gregory Rivas, and a bunch of other people. But that was kind of like your your main players. Uh, Google. Let me go over and uh, see what they have to say. Prison, drugs, and gang war touched three young men in East Los Angeles from the 1970s to the 1990s. Okay. Straight into the point. Um, let's see what IMDb has got to say for itself. Ah, my eye. I was giving these kids a bath and splash soap in my eye. Ah, it still <laughs> stinks. I've <laughs> oh, been there. <laughs> Based on a true life experience of poet Jimmy Santiago Baca, the film focuses on stepbrothers Paco and Cruz and their biracial cousin Miklo. Yeah. Okay. Much. Yeah. Um. What does the poster say? Three lives bound by blood, divided by fate, driven by destiny. And all right. Um. Brian, when did you first see Blood in Blood Out? <sighs> when did this come out? Ninety-three. I, I probably around. When it came out on VHS, because I didn't, we didn't have the DVD. We had the VHS, and man, did we we ran that tape out until we <laughs> had to get another one. We watched this so many times to the point that my my boy, shout out Marcus, he tried to claim he spoke Spanish, but he was just repeating like specific words he heard in the movie. <laughs> and there's so many quotable lines in here there's like so much you and if anybody hasn't seen it you have to watch the what is it the director's cut the three three hour one because mm-hmm. that one tells the story a lot better in my opinion great cast great story uh it, it for a movie that's three hours it, it keeps you 
engaged. It keeps you into it from start to beginning. And a, a lot of people pop up in this movie that are, are big now, like Billy Bob Thornton, Benjamin Bratt, you know, so on and so on. And I, yeah, it's, it's a classic and it, this is one of those movies that just drives me crazy that you can't find on Blu-ray or an H, you know, you, you would think this movie's got like cult class classic status. There, there would be some kind of special edition Blu-ray. I'm hoping that since I just said it now and put it out in the universe that we're going to get an announcement or something. But yeah, I love this. I, I, I saw this. I was probably like 13 years old. I was probably not old enough to watch the kind of movies. But again, this was another movie my dad intro- introduced me to. And shout out to him. that He got me into all the movies I talk about are because of him. And yeah, classic movie. Uh, I first seen this um, when it was on HBO. HBO, one of those ones. Mm-hmm. But I do remember seeing the the trailers for it. I don't know what I went and seen. I remember seeing it and seeing the TV spots. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I knew who Benjamin Bratt was. Oh, that was pretty much it. So I was like, ah, I'll see it when I see it. But I, I never made it to the theater and see it. So, but well, yeah, when it came on, um, on HBO or whatever, I, I watched it. I want that cut. It wasn't the, um, uh, I think it was almost three hours. It wasn't that long. It wasn't the director's cut. Mm-hmm. But that one, during all the Spanish speaking, they had subtitles for what yeah. they were saying. But the Blu-ray, I don't know about the VHS, but the Blu-ray doesn't have that. If you put in subtitles, it, when they're speaking Spanish, it says it in Spanish. I'm like, oh, but <laughs> I had seen it so much, I knew what they were saying because I remember. Because there's, there's scenes when they're just speaking nothing but Spanish. And if you don't understand it, you're not going to know what's going on. But I had seen it again. I've seen it so many times. I knew what they were saying and what they were talking about. So, but... Um, plus me growing up with, with all my Mexican friends uh, in the in the neighborhood and everything, and hearing Spanish, but you learn all the bad words first, um, and then when the mom and dad or grandma or whoever is yelling at them in Spanish, and you slowly start to pick it up. <laughs> but uh, I don't know it enough to to speak it or anything. Maybe a couple words if I had to. But thanks to uh, Steve Jobs and his iPhone, uh, I can. Hold up. I've, I've done this. Held it up to this uh, lady that was speaking Spanish to me. And then I read it. And then I said it back to my phone in English. And then I showed it to her because it came out Spanish. So uh, thanks, Steve Jobs. Uh, rest <laughs> in peace. But um, but this movie, man, yeah, man, I was, wasn't really sure. I didn't know it was going to be that long because I remember sitting there watching it. And it was getting later and later. I was like, damn, man, I got to work in the morning. But I, I couldn't stop watching it. So, I mean, this is before you know, the DVRs and everything. So if I didn't have a tape to record it, I, I would have, but I just, I, so I sat through the whole thing and I was like, damn, man, that was hella good. Um, uh, Damien Chapa, you guys might remember him as um, Ken from Street <laughs> Fighter. <laughs> Go back and listen to that one. Um, Tom Tools I had seen before and of course, Billy Bob Thornton. And there was a lot of, oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like Popeye and Chewie and and um, uh, what's his name Frankie, 
Yeah. Uh, those guys I had seen. Jesse Borrego, I've seen him in things here and there. Um, but I thought Damien Chapa to me was the was the standout character in this. I mean, a lot of people think it was just his story. They did a um another movie. Um I think what was it called? Um I think it was just called Miklo. Um Oh, the documentary? That but there was a movie uh about it as well, supposedly. Hmm. Um, I watched the documentary when it's just Damien Chapa talking about uh, everything going on. But um, I was listening to Felipe Esparza's podcast and uh, Damien Chapa was on there. He said this movie, when it was done, when they filmed it, it was five. They have, there was a five hour cut. Yeah, I, I, could, I couldn't remember what podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about if it gets like a Blu-ray release. That it might be that cut. Uh, Hollywood Pictures is owned by Disney, so I don't know why they haven't put it out on Blu-ray. Um, but I mean, this this movie's got a huge following on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was mainly because of um, cable and VHS, and later on with the later generation with, with DVD, but. I mean, because some of my buddies like just recently seen it, and and they're from they're from the younger ages, and I was like, damn, I saw that a long time ago, and they're like, oh man, this movie's awesome, and this and that, and then they start talking about uh, their experiences with their family down in East LA, and all that, and visiting uh, El Pino, and, and I'm like, well, I'm not from there, so I don't know, but they're like, damn, I said, well, is it like that? And he goes, no. But my uncles are like that. <laughs> so what happened to you? Because I think we moved out of there. <laughs> but this movie was cool, man. It was it was it was mainly about family, be it uh, the fam- your blood related family, uh, your street family, mm-hmm. and then the the prison gang families. Uh, how that went on in there, and just a lot of family issues and problems. Um, and that's what I really liked about this film. This this film was um, all too real because even my buddies that that have been in prison have told I've seen this film and and told me about oh yeah I mean oh this part seems fake but this part's real and this and that and I don't want to ever know those stories. <laughs> so, but all my friends are like yeah man you you don't want to go there. <laughs> so I mean them just being stupid knuckleheads and and getting caught and end up going um uh, to prison for a while but. Um. Yeah, Damien Chapa to me was was the one that stood out the most. Him being uh, half his dad being white and his mom being uh, Mexican, and his uh, his cousins uh, Paco and Cruz, and then all the rest of their other buddies that they hang out with and everything. So I really liked that that was going on. I especially liked um uh, the mom and the dad. Um. Cruz's dad and his mom. It was his dad. Yeah, it was his mom. His dad. Uh, his Paco's dad. Mom. Pa- pa- it was no. Paco. Paco's mom. Yeah. Cruz's dad. And but they were. That's how they were uh, brothers. And Miklo was um the uh, Dolores's uh, Lupe was um. Miklo's mom, and that was Dolores's sister. So that's how he was, was related. Was she a working girl? 
Uh, I don't think so. To put it nicely, because I I never understood how she was with Miko's father. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was just a gold digger. Yeah. And yeah, because he was just some old, old whack guy. And yeah, he he looked like he was too old for her. And clearly, you hear him how he speaks about Mexicans. Yeah, I mean that 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 bugged me. I mean, not just because of of that how that representation was in this film, but I mean I've been around guys like that, especially for me being Native American. For those of you who don't know, if you're new to the show, welcome. Um, of how some can be uh, mainly um, the Native sisters w- with white guys. And then they turn around and say mean things and racist things about natives. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, to each his own. Love is blind, but I, I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, especially the way because it was right at the beginning, man. He was like, his dad was like, yeah, tell those wetbacks to to get busy. I'm like, damn. I mean, there was a lot of that. There was the N-word flying and, and everything and, and, and honky and, and whatever else that was going on yeah. in this story. But it, it started off with just uh, the three, the two brothers and uh, their cousin. And then uh, Miklo, he was gone for a while because he got into some dirt and uh, the judge made him leave. Uh, Islos, so he had to go to Vegas and live with his dad, but that just things didn't turn out, so he ended up wanting to go back uh, to uh, East LA and and just be back with it with his family, with his real family. Because in the beginning, when you see him, uh, he kind of gets into it with his dad, and then he's like, "I'm going home." And the whole time he's walking around, he's just like, "He's good to be home." And that's how I feel when I go back to Oakland. Yeah, I live mm-hmm. here in this little hick town that I live in, but when I go back to Oakland. That's, I live up here, but my home is Oakland. My, my heart is Oakland, and I always feel like that. I don't go up and throw up my signs when I see the Oakland, <laughs> welcome to Oakland sign, but I'm just like, I feel good. I'm home, and yeah. I, just, I just feel good about it. <laughs> and, yeah. and they portrayed it really good, too, because, I mean, not just by the way he's acting, but, like, everybody knows him. Like, he's saying hi to the... To the guy that runs the the little grocery store, you know, he's telling the barber I'm coming back to get a haircut. You know, everybody, you know, say hi to your mom. So this is his home. Yeah, so it was good. I mean, he's a homeboy. Everybody knows. Everybody knows him and everybody knows a family. So, I mean, that's those are the kind of neighborhoods I love. And the same thing, the neighborhood I grew up in, I mean, they knew who we were. They knew who my parents were at the stores and the laundromat and all that. So... And the local bar that was around the corner, and they all—they knew me and my brother because we always went to the movie theater. Never ever went into that bar. I think it's still there. It was called the Parkway Lounge. Um, I've always, but I've always noticed that there was no window. It was just like a door that said bar, and I've never ever went in there. I assume. I don't think there was everyone. I saw the back door because it goes right into the alley that, that uh, by these apartments where my friend lived. But yeah, so he uh, Mikla goes back and then he goes to see his mom and then she tells him now nah, there's really no room for you. That was a thing right there. I mean, did she live like in a closet? Looked like she lived in a house. But I think it was more so her money that she was receiving. 
because she mentions if they, they find out you're here, I'm, they're going to stop my check. Uh, what? Well, I child support. Well, he's not there with you. He's in Vegas. Why would you? Hey, man, I, I know. I know a few. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few. Yeah, I know plenty of them. <laughs> well, not anymore. Their kids are all of age, but I remember that back in the day, man. I'm like, what? Hey, I know somebody <laughs> that their kids are grown and somebody's still paying, paying back child support. Yeah, I even knew some uh, ones that were paying and they found out later it wasn't even their kids. I know some of them, too. <laughs> and we told him, dude, I don't think those are your kids. But no, no, man, they're my kids. And then they find out later. I was like, uh, and it's not a laughing man. I'm only laughing because of my buddies, but because uh, we all laugh about it now. But anyway, but he still considers them uh, his kids. They still call him dad because he raised them. But anyway, that, another another good. story. Another story. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So they go back, and um. Other than I assume, did mom just said there was no room for him here? Other than she, yeah, she needs to get a check. But you're gonna go live with um your cousins and your aunt. And I assume they had a full house because when he went there, go, oh, he's going to be staying with you. And they're like, why? And he goes, because you have so much more room. And then and, and they're like, ah, when are you going to start taking care, doing your share and taking care of everything? And we're basically just sisterly, sisterly love fighting each other. I can't live like you. If I live like you, I'll go crazy. But she was, I don't think she was a streetwalker or anything. Maybe she was back in the day or maybe she was just a gold digger and Saw this rich white guy, and uh, one thing leads to another, and you get knocked up. But yeah, she probably just living her life. Yeah, because she was like, uh, uh, her boyfriend was out there waiting. He was, oh, he doesn't like to wait, so come on. And, and you could see it in Mikkel. He was kind of like, oh, man. He goes, I came, and I wanted to live with my mom, but she's kicking me out. And I knew some of those guys as well, and gals, that didn't live with their parents. Um. So he goes there and uh, he sees Paco and, and everything and they're uh, they're obviously they they grew up together so they all know and uh, then they go visit uh, Cruz. I like their dad. Cruz's dad. I, I mean, he was just strong worker as well as his mom, and uh, he was a, a ex marine. Well, once you're a marine, marine, you're always a marine. He was a marine, and he looked like he was in shape. But then uh, he helped. You, you feel that marine. About uh-huh. him, the, just the way he pre- presents himself and stands. Yeah, I mean that's how my friend is. I remember he was just straight street hood rat, and he went in the Marines, and now he doesn't stand like he used to or talk like he does. He still got a little street in him still, but uh, you could see what what it did to him. And I think to me, it, it did him good because he was going, he was going the prison route. He was getting ready to with some of the shit he was doing, but then. His dad made him go into the into the core and and it turned him around. But I remember when he came home, he was like, "Dude, that ain't for you. Don't do it." He goes, "I go, I did it. It was for me." He goes, "That's not for you, so don't ever do it." I said, "Well, I'm not planning on doing it, but it was good for him, though." Anyway, so yeah, we meet up. We we meet Cruz and we meet uh, Paco, and then this is when we find out about the Vato Locos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's funny because when Damien Chopper was talking, he was like, "No, he, he goes, I've done a bunch of other things. I mean, his first movie, probably uh, Under Siege and Street Fighter and all that. And he goes, nobody ever brings up those other roles that I've done. 
he goes, they always just Miklo, Vato Locos forever. And he goes, that's he goes, they'll they'll yell it from across the street, they'll yell it from cars. He said for a while it did bother him in, in the beginning, but now he goes after thirty years, almost thirty years. He goes, man. He goes, I, I like when people come up. He goes, I'm, I talk to everybody and I, I'll sign whatever and, and all that. So I'm, that's cool. I'm glad that he's. Yeah. I mean, that's who he is. I mean, when I seen what was another movie he was in when he popped up in uh, Money Talks with Chris Tucker. That's right. I was like, oh, it's Miklo. You know, I I, I don't even say Damien Chapa. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful, but you know, it's just. You certain actors, you just kind of uh, connect them to certain roles, and you know, like Anthony Hopkins, you know, that's Hannibal to me, and you know, other other other, you know, and he's been in a lot of things, but he's always going to be Miklo, at least for me. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe he wouldn't look if you go Ken <laughs> from Street Fighter. Uh, <laughs> maybe he doesn't want to <laughs> remember that role, but hey, you do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he he was not a convincing kid. He was Italian in um, uh, Money Talks. I'm gonna <laughs> do that one at some point. That was kind of action comedy. That movie was hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in it, but it, it's mainly Chris Tucker and Charlie Sheen. But yeah, well, they meet up and um, Paco or Paco's like. I don't think he was the leader, but he kind of seemed like he was the leader of uh, this chapter of the Vato Locos. I, I know because talking to my friends and and their dads and uncles and everything, uh, the part of Cruz that they were running with, there was different generations of it. Mm-hmm. You got the OGs that just still a part of it, still down, but they want to stay home because they're tired of doing all that stuff. And then you got all the other guys that are out there still doing it. And this was the group uh, that was still doing it because later uh, when we meet Popeye, he was about to look as well. So, and I don't know what generation that was. Obviously <laughs> did. They obviously didn't know him. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so they, they kind of meet up everything and then they, they get into uh, uh, the little street stuff with the the other rival gang, the um, Tres Puntos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with Spider in the gang. <laughs> spider, because <laughs> they the Spider, they kind of just come into their their territory and uh, Demon. I think that, yeah, that was his name. He was spray painting on the wall and crossing out other things, and uh, these guys see him, and so then they kind of get into it. And that's pretty much where it all begins uh, as far as uh, the fallout from the whole uh, from the whole story on here. Because once they get into it with them, uh, but Miklo, he didn't have his uh, VL placa. That's what they could, the little tattoo, the yeah. VL. Like, uh, that thing. Yeah, like what Cruz and Paco had and, and the rest of the guys. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted his, what did he say, get down, James Brown? Yeah, <laughs> he was gonna. He was. He said he would have had it if he didn't. If the judge didn't throw him out of uh, Islos, so and then because uh, other than Paco just being the badass, he was the one that was kind of like, "Well, come on, man." He goes, "Show me." He goes, so, "He goes, you, you want your placaso so bad?" He goes, "Here, show me the color inside of you." And I mean, Cruz, he was a part of the gang and everything, but he was 
like, no, nah, no, nah, come on. He goes, let's let's not fight. He even said he didn't even want – he doesn't even like um, Brown and Brown fighting because mm-hmm. he was like, why, why, do, why do you always – because when he was yelling at Paco, he goes, why do you always want to fight Ra, uh, Rasa? And then Paco was like, fuck that. And then that's when he got Miklo. Miklo was so into – he wanted to prove himself that he's down and, and he, he's a part of the gang. So he ran and got a, I don't know, like a piper – part of a exhaust pipe from the car and yeah. bashed in the, the back window of uh, Spider's car. He had a fresh little lowrider and, and then he just goes, ah, screaming, Viva Fata Locos! And, and I'm going to get you punk! And then they all go running after him and then those guys all start talking shit but then they end up taking off. You would think that that wasn't enough to get him in but I, I guess it was. Yeah, I mean... Well, he proved he wasn't scared, and Mikola wasn't. Man, he was like, he goes, "I'll show you." So that's when uh, he 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 did what he did and, and blasted out the back window. Uh, Cruz was the artist of the gang because earlier we see him and he's um, airbrushing. Um, I can't remember the name of the Aztec king that he was doing on that car, and they also have a younger little brother named um, Juanito. Yeah, uh, he's just another little peewee trying to come up, and I'm sure he'd want to be in the gang as well. So Cruz was getting a scholarship because he, he won this uh, art contest, and they were all celebrating, and they had a big party, and everybody was there. And then Cruz ended up hooking up with his girlfriend and uh, and leaving the party, and they went out to somewhere dark, so he can get his, and he was about to, but then here comes Spider in the gang. They kind of, what do you say, yepa, yepa, yepa. <laughs> <laughs> Which door do I pick? <laughs> and then they goes, I like mine rare. Because yeah, that girl pretty much had her top off, and they're like, hey, man, this ain't, uh, Cruz was like, this ain't your turf. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's give this Vato Loco a joyride. And they, other than they pulled him out of the car and slammed his leg with the door, then they pulled him out. And then they like just four guys just dropped Cruz on on his back on top of a, a fire hydrant. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to know that pain. My back's all fucked up from from working and everything, but I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine getting picked up and just slammed onto that thing. And they um, the spider cut uh, Cruz's uh, little Via Placa off and it gouged it out of his hand. I wonder if he ever got another one after that. But anyway, I didn't show anything. But yeah, but he's all jammed. He's all beat up. And then they end up going to the hospital. And Paco and everybody, they're all mad. They got the whole gang. And they're all ready. They're out for blood. But uh, Paco's like, no, nah, we ain't getting them tonight. We'll get them tomorrow. And uh, Frankie, but it's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't going to be at the, they ain't going to mass, Bendel. <laughs> And I, but I liked this part because they were all hy- hyping themselves up. And um, Paco's mom, Dolores, comes out and she's like, "What are you doing?" And then Paco's like, "He goes, these, these are my, we got to do it for Cruz." And we go, "This is my family." And she was like, "No," she goes, "I'm your family." He goes, "You can't be fighting uh, in the street over street bullshit." And she was, he, she was trying to tell him, and he was like, "No," nah. he goes, "We got to fight him because if uh, we don't, we got to prove to them that." Uh, we're somebody here because if we don't then they're going to think we're nobody mm-hmm. 
And she was just like, "You, who are you fighting? Because you guys are fighting yourselves. I mean, and that was true, though. I mean, that, that's how Cruz thought. He was like, don't don't fight our own people. And she and then Miklo comes out and then he was like, oh, I'm sorry, but he had to be with the crew. So they all took off. And uh, this was probably my favorite scene right here. It was the clip I played at the beginning. Spider on those guys are all partying. Must have partied all night because <laughs> they were it was like early in the morning still. and They were still drinking. I remember those days. I can't do those. I can't do that all night stuff anymore. No, no, no. It's 11.30 right now, and I'm already tired. <laughs> I can't imagine going. But I do every now and then. When I go to Comic-Con, that's when I, I save myself for my all-night stuff. But anyway, I like this because they, um, Paco and the gang, they all just kind of posseed up. And they went and basically, they were up on top of this hill. And uh, Spider and his gang, what was there? About 10 of them, maybe? <laughs> no, probably not even that. Yeah, I don't, maybe six, seven, I don't know how, and a couple chicks. But they were all up there drinking and partying still. Um, so they're, they're, we see uh, Paco and the gang surrounding them, like kind of hiding in the cut. And then we see Miklo hauling. That car was tough. I don't know what kind of car it was, but it sounded tough and mean. And I love the primer paint job. They come. He comes pulling up, and he gets out and starts screaming, "Spider! I'm gonna jack you up for uh, getting my cousin Crucito." And then he goes, "I'm here to jack you up, puto!" And he's got like a tire iron. He's banging on it, and they're like, "Who's that?" And go, oh, that's that punk from the alley. And he goes, "Punk must be on medication to come here." <laughs> so. They start going up, and then uh, there's another guy kind of off on the side, him and his girlfriend making out. But then they kind of go up to him, and they end up beating the shit out of him and grabbing that girl. Then Spider yeah. and the gang turn around and seize uh, everybody. And this is yeah, when, they, they came in all stealthy. Yeah, oh, they were up on like a, on a dry, grassy hill, and these guys are all in black. And, huh, okay, whatever. Well, I guess when they're drinking all night, can't see. <laughs> So they kind of, this is when uh, Paco kind of gets into it and he's yelling at spiders. You want a Placasso so bad? Another Placasso bad so bad? He goes, why don't you come and get one? And then they start arguing around uh, with them. And Paco just basically, come on, fuck it. He goes, he goes you can't uh, mess with my family. And come on, let's get it, motherfucker. And uh, they were about to fight him. But then that's what uh, uh, Paco's like, uh, come on, get up, Chucky. And that Chucky's got a <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> So they're like, oh man. He goes, here. And he goes, you want to fight now? He goes, come on, let's do this shit. Catch you on the rebound. <laughs> yeah. And then they all, vomitos. And they all start running. And Paco and those guys all go running after him. Spider's about to run down that hill. Everyone pretty much just scattered in every direction. Spider's running. And then when another guy pops up from behind the bushes or out of the brush, and he's got a bat and boom, gets him in the ribs and he goes down. Yeah, I had no idea what Spider was trying to do because he ran. He was like, fuck you, motherfucker. And then, like, jumped in the air. Yeah. And then he just catches the bat right in the ribs. He could have just slid like he was sliding in the home and then got up and kept running. He's just laying there, oh, my ribs is broken. (laughs) Where where you going? He picks, oh, my ribs are broken. He picks him up and then he just boots him. Uh, Paco gives him a kick (laughs) down the hill. No, before that, he's like, hey, you shouldn't have cut my cousin Crocito. He goes, know what I mean, Jelly Bean? 
We're going to play a game. It's called Stick and Cut. And he's got his little switch blade out and slices uh, a spider in the face. And then he gives him a boot and he falls down the hill. And then all those guys, Miklo and all them, show up and they grab him. And uh, Miklo's holding. He's got like his arms holding Spider's arms. And then uh, Paco jumps on top of him. And uh, he opens up his shirt. And then he just carves a, a VL in his chest. And I'm like, oh, man, fuck that. <laughs> he goes, hey, what do you say? Something like, uh, here, putting uh, something on you so the dog catcher will know. Yeah. <laughs> and then Spider just, ah! screaming and they basically do that and then he was about to shoot him but Paco pulled out a gun and stuck it to his head but Mikola was like no no the Cruz dog is, is alive <laughs> <laughs> he's like Cruz is alive and he goes he goes you know he goes when when a dog goes belly up he's finished Charlie and then Paco's like yeah yeah the dog is belly up and then they're like fuck it let's go and everyone's yeah I love how they're running away it's all slow motion and oh yeah we did it and everyone's running having high fives and all that spider jumps up and well the kind of camera kind of pulls back and spider's getting he's there all laying on the ground but spider runs to his car reaches under and pulls out uh his little his little piece a little 22 i think he didn't look like it was that much but he starts shooting um me when miklo when paco pulled out the gun miklo took it away from him so when Spider starts shooting, Miklo kind of turns over, and he start he shoots back at uh, Spider. Hits Spider once in the stomach. Uh, Miklo takes a shot, and then he fires again, and it hits him, I think, in the chest or something. And Spider goes rolling down the hill, and he's dead. Miklo's an excellent shot. He didn't even. He just pulled that gun up and just pointed <laughs> and pulled the trigger. And by luck, hit him. Twice. And, yeah, because <laughs> when Spider's laying there, Miko's like, ah, oh, he's dead. And then they all, uh, Miko's bleeding out, so they throw him in the car. Come on, man, I got to take you to the hospital. They go, they go hauling ass. Uh, I don't I don't know these streets uh, in, in East L.A., man, but they were serving that car around the corner because <laughs> they were just yeah. racing around and Paco was like, man, you're shot. We got to get you to county. And Miko was like, nah, don't take me to the hospital. People die there. And he goes, man, you're shot. Let's go. And then they go, like, no. Miko was trying to jump out. I mean, he would have bled out and died somewhere if he wasn't going to go to the hospital. <laughs> so he, they go hauling ass and everything. They go tearing around the corner, and a cop just happened to be right there. So now it's a police chase. And they're hauling ass, uh, trying to get away from the cops. And they thought they kind of got away from them. They were cruising down this alley, and they started throwing all their guns out of the car. This is your poppy shotgun. And throw it out the beanche window and just threw it out the window. Didn't even try to hide it in the bushes. They just threw it out, and it was laying in the street. So some little kid probably picked it up. Um, but it looked like it was a two-barrel. So hopefully they shot both rounds off at some point. Anyway, so they're hauling ass. They think they kind of um, ditched the cops. I think they got them away, pulled a Chicano U-turn on them. And uh, they come uh, hooting down this uh, alleyway. They see the cops now on the lower street, and because they saw oh, we got a we got a surprise for these guys up on Indiana Street. And the surprise was it was the cops couldn't come up that hill. There was no road down to it. So, so they're looking down at the cops, screaming, ah, being dumb. And then uh, Frankie goes, ah! and there's a lady and 
a little kid in the street. And luckily, Paco just swerved out of the way and nailed a parked car. It's always an old lady and a kid or or somebody pushing a shopping cart full of cans or something. Yeah, but... Well, it was early Sunday morning, so grandma and the kids are up. So they're like, oh, man. So Frankie and Chewie jump out and uh, start running. And Mikkel's like, run, man. He goes, just go, go. And Paco's like, no, man, Vato Locos forever. So Mikkel's like, ah. So he's kind of leaning forward by then. Here come the cops. And Paco's like, they're like, put your hands up. And Paco's like, hey, man, my, my cousin's shot. I'm just trying to get him to the hospital. And nope, didn't care. Grabbed them. Both got arrested. They pulled Miklo out, and he's bleeding, and they just slam him on the ground, and he starts screaming. Miklo shot Holmes. Miklo just turned 18, and Paco was still 17, so he was basically still a kid. Uh, Frankie and Chewie got away because they jumped that fence and took off. Um, but Miklo was the only one that was tried as an adult. Plus, I'm sure... Uh, they didn't throw that gun out the window because they I found out that he they they didn't go through any of this. Maybe in the five hour cut they did, but um, Meek ends up going to prison for I think he was supposed to go ten years. Yeah, I, I ten think. years. And he ends up going up to San Quentin, and this is this part was nuts <laughs> right here when they were going in. Um, Damian Chapa said. Majority and most of those guys that were extras were real, real convicts. They they said they didn't just fill it up with with extras or with actual like working extras. No, these were guys. Uh, I assume on the level of they can be trusted to be in this film because I'm sure you don't put the the murderers and killers uh, in this in this film. But who knows? But. Yeah, when they're, when they're getting when they're going in there, and uh, those big Mexican guys, hey, 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 blue eyes. He goes, hey, look over here, I got something for you. And that one black guy, hey, black baby. <laughs> he goes, this bull's been tied up for a long time. Why don't you put that punk in the cell with me? <laughs> or even the white guy, he goes, hey, hey, he said, hey, baby. He goes, why don't you be my old lady? <laughs> I was like, damn. And my buddy said that was real. He, he was like, dude, when I was walking in, he goes, hey, they were all saying stuff. I'm like, Ugh. well, I said, did they spit on you like in Bad Boys? He's like, nah. <laughs> he goes, he goes, but they wanted your boy. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, so they ended up going in, uh, putting him in. And uh, Miko was just trying, trying to fit in. This is when he meets uh, Popeye. This guy was rough. I mean, Popeye, he was one of the one of those, hey, that guy, he's been in a ton of movies. I remember seeing him in um, Crocodile Dundee 2. He was in Speed and mm-hmm. uh, shit, he's been in a ton of movies. What they call um, him in Speed? Gigantor or something like that? <laughs> yeah, that's what. Uh, uh, his name was Ortiz, but they kept calling him Gigantor or whatever. <laughs> um yeah, I remember him as Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm, I'm looking at Yeah, Crocodile Dundee 2 was probably the first thing I'd seen him in. And then uh, as the movies went along, that was a Back to the Future TV series. I, 
I, might, oh, might, oh, I, I think it was a cartoon because it just says voice because he did a, a lot of that. Um, but yeah, he did. It was a bunch of things that I seen him pop in, in and out here and there. But yeah, Popeye, because uh, when Miklo kind of got into it uh, with these uh, these gay guys, because they kind of, hey, uh, hey, how are you? Hola, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> are you blonde all over? Hey, get away from me. I won't use, say the word he used, but. <laughs> and that's when Popeye reaches and grabs. Because uh, one, one of those dudes grabbed Miklo, and then Popeye grabs him. And then you see he's got the VL uh, tattoo on his hand. He <laughs> was <laughs> straight up. Where'd you get that blocker from, little Bo Peep? What'd he say? Something in Spanish. I don't even want to try. I'll, I won't sound it. I won't say it right, so I'm not going to say it. But basically, he told him where he was from. And then he, 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 lets, he lets him know that he's uh, Chewie's uh, cousin. Yeah, if I'll chew it, yeah, that's my, uh, however you say it in Spanish. But basically, yeah, that's my buddy. Orale, <laughs> vato. <laughs> and Popeye, he just like glad and goes, I got some vatos you should meet. And that's when he was telling him, uh, basically breaking it down to him and told him, he goes, he goes, that's just um, street goes, bullshit. Yeah, he goes, most of these cons in here uh, click together. Because he meets uh, magic. Magic's a three peer. And, yeah, uh, isn't he Spider's cousin? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he was just he was a, he was a part of that gang. Yeah, because he mentioned Spider. Yeah, because when they go, yeah, these are, um, because he kind of shows them around. Here's the 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 Aviers, the Aryan Vanguard, Polar Bears. Uh, yeah, and those are guys that are running all the uh, the drug trade and the gambling. And that's when we meet uh, Big Al. He's like, Stick away from my money, punk. <laughs> he goes, I'll pay you what I owe. He goes, but don't try to threaten me with your uh, AV insurance policy. And then he goes, because I got a policy with Ryder, too. And Tom Tolls, he, he's a Red Rider. But yeah, um, Big Al was like, he goes, he goes, he goes, oh, he goes, you can uh, pay your bets with that. Uh, when he was looking at Miklo, you can. With that tender white meat, <laughs> he could pay your bets with that. <laughs> and um, yeah, because he showed that. Oh, he also showed him the uh, the the BGA, uh, the Black uh, Guerrilla Army. And uh, Delroy Lindo was um, oh, running out. Yeah, he was running that. And, that couldn't uh, have been his hair. Oh no, that was just a terrible wig, as well as. Um, uh, not pockets. The other dude, little uh, his little right hand man. Uh, I don't remember his. Name. I remember pockets. He was uh, the other dude. Um, let me see. Um, I don't remember. I don't even remember his name. If they said his name, I don't remember. But it was uh, another little um. Uh, black guy that was with um, Bonafide because they started telling him because he was telling him because yeah go that's that's the BGA uh, don't don't take anything from them and that one black guy walks in hey what you looking at man and he goes he goes nothing brother <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes hey Bonafide because Bonafide he's got 
um, one of those uh, Afro picks. Uh, it was made out of uh, wood. And I remember it's got the the Africa um, continent on it. And he goes, he goes, yeah, that's a fine comb you got. You should give it to one of my bitches. He, he told me, he goes, you know what? He goes, you know what this, uh, this comb's got? He's got power, black power. <laughs> and all those guys are like, yeah, right on. It's got enough power to give a fool like you nightmares, but you wouldn't know nothing about that. Ain't nothing to me, I say. And I know it. <laughs> so they got to leave, and that's when he, he gets into it with uh, Big Al and, and Red Ryder. But when they grab him, that's when, uh, um, what were they called? Damn it. Um, uh, I wonder. Yeah, them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, they, they see them. And, uh, they kind of just give them the signs. They say something in Spanish and uh, Jeronimo, um, yeah, Danny quick, Trejo. <laughs> quick, quick little whistle. Yeah. Something, something. I don't know. They said something in Spanish, but that one, one of them just like stood up and started walking over there. And then Popeye was like, nah, nah. Because he, he told Riley, he goes, hey, man, he goes, you don't want to do anything in public. Got the homies right there. And that's when they saw They walked over him. But he told them, yeah, he goes, that's these guys. And then he goes, hey, and he goes, they like that one dude. I liked him. What was his name? Um, uh, he, he was, I remember him in um, Colors. He was part of the um, uh, Peter Vasquez. I think he was Chavo or Chivo or however you say his name. Oh, the one that told Poppy uh, Pepe don't belong in Londa. Yeah, that guy. He goes, hey, he goes, why you let those putos disrespect you like that? And he goes, ah, it's nothing, man. He goes, I'm just uh, showing my homeboy around. And he goes, he's from uh same neighborhood, says in Spanish. But and he goes, he shows him the VL placa like him. And that's when uh, Magic turned around and goes, oh, you're the suck of the dusted spider? And uh, Miko kind of just gives him a nod and he goes, well, if reputation looking for a killer, then I'm your man. And he either playing cards and he kind of lifts his hand and he sees the the three P written on his hand. On his hand. He goes, like, I'm tres puntos like spider. I'm the boogeyman. Arr! And Miko kind of just jumps <laughs> back and everyone starts laughing. But then Mikla was like, he goes, hey, man, he goes, he goes, these three puntos. And that's when Papa goes, that's street bullshit. He goes, none of that works in here. We all click together. And that's when he's kind of just kind of breaking it down for him. Takes him to up to a cell. He goes in, gets a box, throws some cigarettes and some weed in there. And then tells Mikla, hey, yeah, he goes, hey, man, he goes, I'm going to keep you under my wing. We're homeboys. And he goes, yeah, and kind of just gives him the stuff. Tell him, yeah, cigarettes are like cash. So <clears throat> he kind of goes, all right. And he kind of gets to his uh, his uh, little cell. All right, man, thanks. It was nice to meet you. Poppy looks around, pushes him in. And he goes, you get nothing for free. No, he turns around. He goes, all right, you white bitch, give me some chun chun. <laughs> that's probably another thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, that's all everyone sees him as now, as, as, <laughs> as Popeye. And I'm sure he hears that line. Constantly, um, I would like to hear him to see on, on how he feels. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to see that when you when you see him pop up in movies. I mean, he was he played this role like super good because he just looked crazy. He's like, "Yo, you want me to take it? You want me to rape you?" I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> yeah, 
And uh, those cells are pretty small. He pulls out his little shank. He's getting ready to uh, stab Mikolo. Ah, come on, give it up. And then Mikolo's like, all right, all right. And then they kind of start wrestling around. And um, uh, Popeye's on top of him about to stab him. He goes, I'm going to cut that VL placa off. You ain't no Vato Loco. And he's about to stab him. But then um, who was the other dude that was with uh, Montana? Oh, it was uh, his little right hand man. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't smoky. Um. Geez, I guess. The, I don't know. I I don't remember his name. If they, if they said his name, I I didn't catch it. Um. But was it Ganto? Was that him? It might be. It might be one of these on IMDb that has no picture. Yeah, I, I, it might be him. I, I'm not really sure. But, yeah, he kind of, like, stops him because Montana's standing there, and then they're like, whoop, he gets up. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. And, I, and that's when uh, Chavo's like, Pepe don't belong in Londa. He goes, that's low class. We're better than that. <laughs> and Montana just yells, and he goes, keep your bitches in the rec room or just keep your problems off this tier yeah because uh, we didn't mention that the uh, uh, Popeye's a pimp because uh, when he was uh, getting them one uh, dudes off of Miklo he was like hey Cinderella go find yourself a fella the clock's ticking bitch midnight is coming <laughs> you got the wrong man but yeah so that's uh, that was our introduction to Popeye he's just a little rapist <laughs> trying to get his from Miklo. But after that, I, this is when Miklo's kind of like, oh, man, he he wanted to do it. Because the next day he goes up and uh, wants to speak uh, to Montana. But uh, he's, this is all in Spanish. He, he's talking to them. Basically, he was he wanted to meet him. But um, who was it? Uh, Magic and... Carlos. Yeah. And real, real, real quick, it's kind of sad, though, because at, still at this point in the movie, you just see Miklo. He just wants to belong, you know, and everybody's always bringing up his white skin and his blue eyes. And it's kind of sad. Sad hood movie. Shout out to um, what's his nuts? Prim. Yeah. Prim <laughs> hood cinema. <laughs> he's, he's an all star. I love those. I've watched all of them. <laughs> uh, off subject, did you you see the the hustle and flow? Yeah, <laughs> I cannot not see him not having his handcuffs at the end when he's just holding the handcuffs. <laughs> um, I give it to him. If you guys watch uh, Prim's uh, Hood Cinema on YouTube, check those out. His reviews of the films basically just break down. He's way quicker than us. But <laughs> they're <laughs> hella funny. Yeah, it's a sad hood movie. Yeah. He's an all-star. <laughs> yeah, he does this one too. Go over and uh, check out that one. His is, he'd be done by now <laughs> with his review. But and uh, I do like that he adds in clips and everything. So yeah. Uh, but he got that big old uh, disclaimer in the beginning. And uh, yeah, he's had some videos taken down because of uh, YouTube. Yeah, that's, YouTube's a 
crazy thing. I mean, I don't want to start putting up clips and then, then pulling my things down. So I'm just going to yeah. do it. The only clips I put up are like old skate videos, but no one's coming after me for that. But anyway, um, so he, he goes up and he wants to meet him, but then Magic and uh, Carlos stop him. With, hey, why don't you go play with the polar bears or the, the Mayates? And, and they tell him, he goes, yeah. He goes, we're, we're going to give you the the steel Toluca or something. And he's like, what's that? And then he's like, he goes, um, something about the Aztec ball court. And if you, yeah. you, if you win, I guess you win. If you lose, you die. So they pick him up and they're hanging him over off the side of uh, the tier. I don't know how, how high up they were, but they're hanging him up. Miklo was like, fuck it, man. Just drop me. I ain't afraid to die. And they're holding up. And, uh, the, the other guy comes out, Carlos magic. And you tells them, yeah, let him in. It says as they're pulling him up, um, lightning and uh, all those guys are up there. Red Rider, he goes, hey boy, that shit wouldn't happen to you if you were up here with Daddy. <laughs> start laughing. Everybody in this prison wants to fuck him. Yeah, man. Tom Tolls, rest in peace, man. He's hardcore in every movie he's in. <laughs> so, um, indeed. Now that was lightning that's had the swastikas on his neck. Yeah, Billy Bob. Yeah. I didn't even realize that was him. I think out of everyone, he's probably the biggest name in this in this whole movie. But he yeah. was he was still he was on the come up still. Uh, I think it was before uh Academy Award. Oh, speaking of Billy Bob, um on uh What's Up Full Podcast, they asked him about Billy Bob to to Damian Chapa, and he said, um he goes, he was talking to him, and he kind of pulled, Billy Bob kind of pulled uh, Miko off to the side and was like, hey, man, I got the script for this movie. He goes, I think you can probably be a part of it. And uh, he kind of like, eh, all right, whatever, and just kind of just didn't really think of it. And it turned out to be Sling Blade. Oh. I don't know who he would have been, but <laughs> he, he wanted to admit it. But he was like, man, he, but nobody knew who Billy Bob was then. So, um, I don't know. He couldn't have been, uh, what's his name's character? Dwight Uh, Yoakam. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam died. He had had to have been part of the band or something. Yeah, because he he pulled that shit off good. He was an asshole in it, but uh, Dwight Yoakam, he's he's hardcore. He was hardcore in that one movie, uh, Panic Room. I thought you were going to say Crank. That he's too. The, he's the doctor. <laughs> yeah. But he was hell hardcore in uh, Sling Blade. I don't even get into the stuff that he was saying in that. Stuff you can't say, boys and girls. Uh, so, yeah, so he pulls him in. Um, they put him into um, uh, Montana's cell and he starts speaking Spanish, basically, and I want to join La, uh, La Onda. And Montana goes, Oh, you speak Spanish, Wedo. And he goes, So do parrots. And then that's when Miklo was like, he goes, yeah, he goes, I'm in here because uh, I killed the Tres Puntos. He was trying to take out my partner. I'm soy Chicano. And this is when Montana had this goal. He goes, Chicano killing Chicanos is what they want. He goes, black killing blacks is what they want. And he goes, that's how they run this place. He goes, but if we all get together, they don't run shit. In a way, I mean, he was making sense, like... Because he was telling him, he was like, white's the enemy, white's the system. And he goes, and you're stuck in the middle. And uh, But he was telling him, I mean, I mean, in, in a way that's true. Not, it, not, all of, not all white people think this way, but 
I mean, majority of these guys, especially all the Aryan Vanguard, that's what they want. But, uh, but he was trying to just trying to be she was trying to school him on everything. On this is this basically this is home and this is what we got to do. But they still had to do uh, what they had to do to get by in prison. But then he was telling him, he was like, nah, man, because um, basically you tell him you're white, you can't be a part of this. But that's when Miklo was telling him, he was like, look, he goes, all my life I grew up um, getting pushed out because his skin is white. Mm-hmm. And then he was telling him, he goes, he goes, but I'm brown. I'm brown on the inside. <laughs> and then, because then, then he was telling me, he goes, he goes, you said it. He goes, everything in here is based on color. And he goes, he goes, use this, use me. And he was like, what, what do you mean? He goes, I can get to places you can't because my skin is white. He goes, but I'm brown on the inside to the bone. And in Montana, I was like, hmm, well. Yeah, you could see them wheels turning in his head. Yeah, like, he was, hmm. he was like, all right. He goes, well, for you, he goes, you got to kill someone to join. And he goes, for you, it's got to be somebody big, someone we can't hit without losing a lot of, uh, whatever the word he said, carnalis or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he was like, all right. So they basically tell him, all right, well, I'll bring it up to the council and we'll see. Um, I'm hoping in the five-hour cut they kind of do that because they didn't. They did, It seemed like he, his word was the, the main one. But he told me, he goes, look, I'm not the leader. I'm just the elected spokesman. Mm-hmm. He goes, there's a, there's a council of them. I think there were seven of them. Yeah, there has to be deleted scene because everybody has a vote. Yeah, so. And I'm but, sure when they found out who it was that he has to kill, everybody was like, oh, I'm in. Because I think they told him because they were like, look, man, you you got to get close to this guy. And uh, it was Big Al. Uh, he was <sighs> doing. Oh, we, we missed his introduction. Um when they're in the eating, getting ready in their eating lunch, <laughs> and uh, Big Al is just, uh, hey, I, he's saying some racial things that I can't say, but um, he was telling him it's kind of going off on on the black guys, uh, calling him the N word, and he's gonna gave him it. a fucked up looking pork chop. <laughs> he goes, I mean, there's nothing but uh, fat on there. Give me another chop. And he goes, that's the way it is, unless you got a case of smokes. He goes, there's no, no seconds. And he goes, motherfucker. And he goes, Allah is <laughs> blushing. I ain't no Muslim, man. <laughs> He's like, and then he gets into the N-words and all that. Yeah. And they, they were getting mad. But then that, 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 that guard comes up, hey, what's going on? And they, go, and they just kind of just brushed it off and they leave. And then, uh, and then what does he say? He sees a ray of sunshine down there. Well, before that, he goes, all right, now for my brown brother. Sorry, no tortillas. And then he uh, he just slaps some uh, food. Uh, so little, I don't know, like sweet potatoes or something on his plate. And he goes, hey, where's my chop? And then he goes, there ain't no more. Or no, before he gets into that, he was like, oh, he goes, there's a ray of sunshine down there in all that darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Come up here, sweetness. <laughs> And he's looking at him. You're you're keeping all these hungry yeah, racial derogatory yeah. terms towards Mexicans uh, waiting. And then they all start screaming. They're like, "Come on, underlay, wetto, or whatever the hell they were saying to him." So he comes up and he's sitting there and he goes, "Ah, you're catching a ride on the wrong train. You should ride up first class uh, up front with the white folks." 
And then he sticks a big ass juicy pork chop on his on his plate. And he's just like, ah, and then he kind of just kind of winking at him or whatever. <laughs> he kind of just gets his plate and walks away. <laughs> like what uh, Magic goes, flit on your own time, Albert. He goes, he's jealous. That's when he throws the sweet potatoes on his plate. He goes, oh, where's my chop? Well, that was the last one. <laughs> and they kind of get into it. Oh, you motherfucker. And then um, he tells him, glad we run out. He goes, that happened. He goes, maybe someone in the back might sell you one. He goes, I ain't selling what's mine. And that's when the, the guard comes up again. And that's when Montana goes, you sold our meat. And he goes, that shit ain't, we ain't getting away with that shit anymore. And then he just kind of says some more racial shit to him. So, I mean, they, they got into it. This is, this is all before they had the, the idea of Miklo going in to get him. So they, they knew because uh, Big Al was running the, uh, the gambling game because he was trying to just tell him. Uh, about this and that, but so yeah, he was the one. So Al's the the crazy one. And after they talked to him and said, "All right, man," he goes, "This is the guy. You got to get close to him." So Miklo went to work in the kitchen, and he had to hook up with Al and just telling him, uh, "This is what we do. We start cooking breakfast at 4 a.m. and we'll put you on the pots with the yeah n words." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "All right, well, I'll do whatever I do." All right, and he takes him into this room. All right, no one's allowed in here except for me and the staff. And then, uh, oh, he stops before he opens the door. He goes, oh, here, check this out. He shows us some tattoo. And we go, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and Miko starts walking in. He goes, so is this? And kind of just touches his head, squeezes oh, his ass. Oh, he doesn't squeeze. He grabs him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Damien Chopper said that was like the hardest things to do, other than the scenes with Popeye, but. He said, "Oh, we're, we're coming up to a scene that had to have been." Yeah, the scene where because <laughs> when did this this scene, he said, he was like when he read the script and then he was like, oh, "I got to do it." Yeah, he gets him in there and starts telling him, and he goes, "Oh, this is where you keep all the the goodies and yeah, some of them." He goes, "Pinto beans." He goes, "No pintos for you, baby." And nothing but Texas barbecue. <laughs> I was like, damn. But I was like, oh no, what's gonna happen? This is the first time I saw it. So he's kind of telling me, he's like, yeah. And he, he was telling me, he was, yeah, Popeye tried to take it. I almost bit his dick off. And <laughs> and she goes, they got another derogatory term. He goes, that that pig's class. Or that pig's a pig something. I can't remember. He goes, he's got no class. And then he was like, come, he was trying to, well, first he tried to hug him. It's like, and Miko goes, get off. And that's when he told him Papa he was, was trying to take it. And he goes, well, I can wait, baby. <laughs> Just don't, <laughs> that pig's got no class. <laughs> Just don't make daddy wait too long. <laughs> I was like, oh. That's when he uh, sucks on his finger. Yeah, he goes up to uh. him and. <laughs> He, he well, he grabbed him first, and then he no, yeah, he grabbed. He kind of reached down there and touched it, and then on outside the pants, and then grabbed his finger and started running his mouth on it. Oh, this is just a sample. <laughs> Big Al was all fired up. Ah, oh, you wild little bitch! I'ma fuck your brains <laughs> out. <laughs> and then Miko got a guy all the way. He goes, "Nope, you do it when I'm ready." And Al was probably already charged up. I mean, he goes out there and 
he goes back to work or yeah, he goes back to work and then he goes into Montana and he goes, all right, tonight you're going to read the black book and magic explains this is like a diagram in a Bible. These are all the places on, on the body where uh, you can kill a man, stab him here. He dies instantly, stab him here, dies slow and painfully. If you look at that diagram, other than the neck and the head and the heart and all that, man, you, there, there were some arrows pointing to someone's ass. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, if you stab someone in the ass, they'll die. Yeah, if you see, well, watch American Me, because <laughs> I'm sure that guy, when they got that guy with that crazy blade, and then, oh, man, they didn't show when they pulled it out, but I'm sure it pulled everything out with it. Um, So... Next day, they're in the. I told him, I said, um, uh, Danny Trail's going to watch him. Heronimo, he's going to be watching you. They said, Go to the biggest uh, stock pot. There's going to be something in there for you. So Mikla goes in there, he lifts it up, and there's a little shank, like a nail or something, with some uh, tape wrapped around it for a handle. So Mikla took that, put it in his boot. He went in. Uh, he was looking for um, Al. He noticed, well, he saw Al kind of go in the, that storeroom. So he went in there. He started walking around, but he came when he came around the corner. Al was in there with uh, one of the prison guards, and they had uh, the little the little bookie book and a box full of money. Were they fucking? No, they were. He was he was loading up with that money. He was gonna go take it to, in that money oh, belt, okay. and he was gonna That's... take it to the car. <laughs> I thought he was zipping up for another reason. No, no. <laughs> he was filling up that money belt. <laughs> and okay. He was supposed to take it to the car. <laughs> and uh, but um, uh, Miklo came in and uh, he was there. He was ready to stab Al, but then he saw that prison guard, so he kind of just stuck that blade or whatever that nail into between the boxes. And I, uh, the guard, what the fuck's this kid doing in here? Are you supposed to be in here, baby cakes? And he goes, man, you, you're fucking up by letting this kid in here. And then Al was like, he goes, look, man, he goes, I'm paying you a lot of money uh, to do this. And he's like, uh, then he kind of starts yelling, am I right? And starts yelling. And guard was like, shut up, shut up. I do it. And he told me, he goes, look, he goes, well, how long is it going to take you to get to your car? And told him, I'll be back in however many minutes. He goes, all right. So he leaves. He takes what he has and cuts out. And then Al starts going off on Mikla. What the fuck you doing back here? Because you, you, you shaking your ass around here like you own the joint and put out worth shit. <laughs> and that's when Mikla was like, hey, don't be mad at me. Yeah, this is when he reached out and grabs him. And then uh, Al's like looking around. He grabs Mikla and like starts kissing him. <laughs> and Mikla's like, we ain't got enough time. And he goes, all right. And so he goes, here. He goes, I'm going to suck you clean. He's like, uh. he's like hurry, hurry up, hurry up. He's all right, do it, bitch. And he goes, lean back and enjoy it. So Al kind of puts his head back. Miko grabs that big, long nail and just starts just stabbing him in the chest. I assume it's like it just got him in the heart. And then Al kind of falls over and that's it for Al. So Miko's like, fuck. He looks around. He sees that box of money. So And then he looks at the book and realizes this is a little bookie. Uh, with everyone's names for their bets, so he just throws it on the box, takes off his little his little white uh, apron that he had on. It was because there's blood on it, and he kind of wraps up the box and he goes out. Whoa, excuse me. And he's trying to get out. Uh, he's looking out to make sure the coast is clear. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Danny Trail. He uh, kind of caused caused a disturbance. He got like um some boiling hot water and just 
dumped it on this black dude mm-hmm. and ah, he started screaming. So all the commotion was going on over there. Nico kind of got out, get gets out, but he sees that guard coming back. Because when he left, he goes like he goes I he goes I'll be back. He goes how long is it gonna take you to get to the parking lot and back? And he said like fifteen minutes. And Al said, well you better be back in ten. He was only gone for like a couple minutes and he was already coming back. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Maybe he didn't even go all the way to the car. Maybe he went to his locker or something. But anyway, um, he's coming back in. So Miklo hides. He kind of climbs up in the little rafters and, and hides. And, the, and the, the guard comes in. But before he shuts the gate, he sticks that little uh, bookie book. And it kind of blocks it. So he jumps down. But he leaves all the money and everything up there. And he just kind of mingles back into the crowd. Um. But then when the guard goes in, he looks around. He sees Al laying there, and he comes out screaming, Oh, I got a man down, man down. Oh, what's his name's in this as well? Ving Rames. He is the, um, I think he was like the gang coordinator uh, of the prison. Uh, he comes in. Ivan. Yeah, he starts yelling. He goes, all right, he goes, we need to shake this place down. Nobody's leaving. And uh, uh, Ving Rames is like, all right, I want the IDs of everybody in here. Everyone's going to do time in the hole. So they're like, ah, so they're basically just locking everyone up through them all in, in solitaire. And Miklo's in his his cell, and that uh, sheriff, that um, prison guard comes and goes, look, man, if I don't get that money in that book back, you're not walking off this cell alive. And Miklo goes, look, hey, man, your name's in that book, too. And he goes, if I'm, if I'm not taken care of and fed well, he goes, the wardens can find that book in the suggestion box. And that, that guy's like, fuck. I mean, he goes, he's got him. And he goes, hey, man. He goes, what? He goes, can I get an extra dessert? So that's how he got it. I don't know how long he was in there, but Miklo, uh, he, he gets into the gang. So he's sitting in, uh, in the little circle of the seven, and they're kind of going around town. He goes, look, this is, this is the last time you're going to be in this circle. He goes, but this is the seven of us. We started uh, La Onda. And uh, you've proven to yourself, so now he, he's a part of the gang. But while all of this was going on in prison, we had the story going on on the outside with uh, Cruz and Paco. Cruz got he he was in, in the hospital. He must have been in the hospital for months mm-hmm. because Paco, other than when Miklo went into prison, Paco went into the Marines. And when Cruz was coming out uh, of the hospital, finally Paco had already went through boot camp, and I don't know how long. Boot camp is, I assume, a month or so. It might have been a little bit longer because Cruz, his hair is a little bit longer. He's got like a little beard. Yeah, because um, he comes out and he's all beat up. He's barely walking. He's got a cane and um, he starts telling Paco and he's like, yeah, man. He goes, he's like, you all right? And he's like, ah, man, because I can't sleep. And he goes, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I can't play the accordion. And he goes, I just hope I can draw again. And then Paco, Paco's like, hey, man, you will. And he kind of gives him some pills and he opens up. He goes, these help me. No, nah, man, they don't do shit. And he's telling like morphine. He goes, that, morphine. that's the ticket. Yeah, morphine's the ticket, though. <laughs> All right. Um, I had a kidney stone. And the, the mm. pills they gave me, the doctor said, he goes, this is borderline morphine. I can't remember what it was called. Damn, I, if you, I, I had a kidney stone too. I can't think of what they were called. That shit fucking hurt. Yeah, when, was, when they when they when I because when I had it and I first went into the hospital, they they pumped that shit into my IV. Yeah, didn't hurt no more. Nope. 
<laughs> whatever they pumped into me, I was like, whoo. I was like, because I was laying there. Ah, I was like, oh, my God. I was like the worst pain I ever felt in my life. Yeah. And I remember that doctor was telling me, like, hey, man, these these pills don't don't get hooked on them because it'll help with the pain. And uh, I did, man. I, I took those pills every time, uh, like every six hours. I didn't wait. That first time I waited till six hours, and then I was going to take one. But you can't do that. You got to take that, like, in the fifth hour. Because when that pills wear off, that pain instantly comes mm-hmm. back. And it takes a minute before. So I was like, oh. But if, when I took those pills, I had to be laying down. Because it puts you down. But anyway, so he, he was hurt. And uh, he does that. So, and then there was a big time jump. Because um, I assume years had gone by. Because Paco becomes a, uh, goes into the police force. And then he becomes a um, narcotics officer. So I don't know how long, how much time it went by. But Cruz is then, because uh, for the pain in his back. And how he suggested morphine was ticketing fell into heroin uh and he was doing that just for to to get through dealing with the pain then he got addicted and then his life kind of fell apart this part was kind of sad we're jumping every all over the place during this these parts on the outside of the prison um cruz and uh chewy raymond cruz they're they're deep in the heroin i mean uh, cruz is still trying to do his, his artwork and everything and Chewie's just fucking drug drug addict. And they're like, hey, come on, man. Uh, ride the horse. Because <laughs> he's trying to do it. But um, Cruz's little brother comes in. Um, Juanito. He comes in and sees them. And they kind of just hide it. And then they, hey, man. Cruz kind of yells at him. Don't come here, man. You can't just barge in here. And he goes, why don't you get out of here? So Juanito, hey, man. It's, it's all right, man. He goes, I'm, I'm sorry. He goes, I want to come back. I like your place. So he ends up leaving. So Cruz and Chewie uh, start shooting up, and then they kind of pass out. But then Juanito comes back, and he looks at him, grabs one of the cigarettes, takes a drag, and then he sees that needle there. Then he picks it up, and you know where it goes from there. We go back to prison. That's when we see Miklo and Seven and everything. But going back to the, the house, um... Cruiser's mom shows up, Dolores, or uh, Ed's stepmom. She comes home uh, screaming, wanting to call him for Juanito. And she goes downstairs, sees those two passed out on the, ca- on the couch, and sees Juanito laying there on the ground with the syringe stuck in his arm. And he, who knows how long he was been there. But, I mean, he obviously didn't know what he was doing, but he just saw his, his brother doing it and wanted to be cool. And uh, he OD'd. Uh, he just either OD'd or just didn't know what he was doing. And uh, he died. And this part was sad because Cruz kind of snaps out of it. Chewie does. Chewie grabs all the, the drug stuff. Come on, man. We got to go. And Dolores is screaming like, ah, get away from him. Bring my baby back. And che- Cruz is like, he's just screaming, ma. And Chewie's like, come on, get out of here. We're fucked. And then they just kind of haul ass out of there. Um, We get to the funeral. Uh, Everybody's there. Paco and his family and his dad's there. And Cruz shows up. 
and they kind of he's kind of standing off to the side and then his dad goes up to Cruz and tells him and Cruz is kind of like, hey man I'm sorry and he's like nope and he goes you're dead to me he goes, you're dead to me like Juanito and Mm-hmm. You're not a part of this family anymore. I mean, that was some tough shit to say, but that that was truthful. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was his fault. Him and Chewie's on Juanito died. Yeah, and then Juanito he, was a kid. He just wanted to be cool. Yeah, then he tries to look at Paco, and Paco just looks away. Yeah, he's like he was mad, and he Which, he you 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 see the change because he never really accepted. What was his name? Mono, as, yeah. as his father, but he embraces him this time and actually calls him father. Yeah, because he he learns some discipline going into the core. Um, but yeah, you see it because Paco's looking at Cruz and Cruz has got that look like, "Come on, man, what's up?" And Paco just looks away. But his dad, man, he was straight up. He was, You're you're dead to us. You're not a part of this family anymore. So Cruz is just like, oh, and then the dad walks back over to the service and Paco lean up and sorry, man, you can cry if you want. And that shit was tough, man. Um, especially that scene and just some personal shit. Now I was like, fuck, man. It, I mean, watching it again, I've seen this movie over and over, but mm-hmm. that, that part was rough to watch. And so, uh, back in prison, Miklo's uh, still doing what he's doing. He, he's a part of the the La Onda now, but they're still dealing with uh, Aryan Vanguard now because uh, they were having a meeting with uh, Red Rider, and they're like, "Look, um, because uh, he said, look, he goes, look, man, because you." you this little guy, because uh, you guys killing Big Al kind of just messed everything up. Yeah, he had an insurance policy. Yeah, so he told me, and uh, Montana was like, look, man, because you guys made out good. He goes, your guy, your members owed more money to Big Al than anyone else. He goes, so you made out fine. And then Red Rider's like, I don't care. He goes, when your little lamb strays from the flock, he's dead. I'm going to kill him. And they said, well, that Montana was looking. He goes, we're going to offer you a big sum of money if you guys just leave Miklo alone for his protection. And Red Rider was like, ah. And he goes, look, we're going to take over Al's business and we're going to start doing that. And he said, we're going to give you personally like 20% of anything they collect from any one of his members. And Red Rider was just like, look, man, you, you guys ain't doing shit unless I say so. But then he did agree with them. All right, yeah, you guys can uh, do what you want. And they they gave him, I don't know how much money uh, to stay away from Miklo. But they he, Red Rider, let them uh, keep the business going. So they started doing that. And that's when Montana was, Miklo was the one running it. So he told him, he goes, look, man, you got to treat everybody good. He goes, don't treat anyone different. No, no special favors or nothing. He goes, you just got to. Money knows no color. He goes, everybody loves to gamble. He goes, so just treat everyone the same. So that whole montage of montage of Miklo getting bets from all kinds of uh, the BGA as well as the, the AVers and everything. Uh, again, I don't know how much time went by, but uh, Paco's became a police officer and then, and then he's a narcotics officer because then we get this 
Uh, he's an undercover narcotics officer. Mm-hmm. So we get to see Baco's got long hair, beard, and he's uh, doing a deal with um, Carmen. I remember that. And uh, <laughs> what's her name? She was in those uh, in the um, she was in Cheech and Chong's next movie. She was in Nice Dreams and things are tough all over. Remember her last name was Guerrero. I, I can't remember what her name was uh, in the movie, but Carmen was the older lady, the lady that killed uh, Selena. Her, <laughs> she was uh, the one that was uh, running uh, the the PCP game. Uh, Lupe, ooh, I don't even try with this last name, but anyway, it was her. She was the one uh, running the the PCP game. So Paco's trying to buy some stuff from him. He's got uh, his partner, Biff. What was Biff's name? <laughs> Biff was Raleigh. Yeah, <laughs> Biff. He's only Biff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Wilson, it don't matter what you call him. He could be Superman, and you still he'll still be Biff. <laughs> Shit, I think when we did Action Jackson, I think we only called him Biff. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's Biff in this. So, because he's like, yeah, because he was going to buy all kinds of PCP. And then um, one of them kind of, the other girl come up behind him. Because, no, Carmen kind of leaned. He goes, look, he goes, I hate to lose such a handsome customer because he sticks that gun down in his uh, down in his, down in his balls. And she was telling him, PCP is very explosive. <laughs> and he's like, ah, he was kind of getting into it. And that's when that other girl comes in. Hey, you ever had a threesome? And then they, she was kind of sticking her hand down his shirt. And then she sees or feels the microphone. He's a fucking cop. And then he's like, get in here, Biff, or Raleigh, whatever. <laughs> he he knocks the table over. Um, some dude comes out of uh out of the bushes. He's about to no, um uh the other girl, the other, the young one, she pulled out a gun, but um Paco blasted her. Um and then Biff, there was another guy behind Paco there hiding in the bushes. He didn't see him, but Biff pumped in a couple of him, killed him. But Carmen grabbed one of those little baby jars full of PCP and threw it mm-hmm. on uh, Paco. And he went, ah, and he goes, PCP, like, get this shit off me. So they ran in out of the yard and was hosing him down. Technically, he should have been fucked up. Yeah. Just from breathing in the, the fumes. Yeah, I my friends were into that shit when we were growing up. I had stayed away from it. But Yeah, I had friends that used to dip their cigarettes in it. Yeah, that's one uh, of my friends. Ugh, ugh. I was like, yeah, I said, hey, I said, not even a joint. I said, hell no, man, cigarettes. I'm like, all right, whatever. I ain't, I'm out of here. <laughs> um. Oh, <laughs> well, the, again, we're all over the place. Um. Popeye ended up getting out of prison. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, he was kind of doing his shit in, in prison, and they were just whatever. I mean, Popeye was still kind of just not feeling Miklo. He just didn't didn't like him at all. So, but he was getting out of prison. Oh, but before he got out of prison, um, they voted Miklo in to be uh, in the council. Yeah, so, in, in exchange to to wipe his because uh, he accumulated some debt. Yeah, because he goes, look, he goes, because Pop, because Miklo told him, look, man, he goes, you, you owe us a lot of money. And he goes, well, I need my money for the streets. And he goes, times are tough out there. He goes, look, man, he goes, they want you on the council. Or Montana wanted Miklo on the council. He goes, but they need, they need my vote. 
And he goes, I'll raise my debt and I'll uh, I'll vote you in. Mikla goes, well, he goes, I'll erase it out of his book. He goes, but I'm going to keep it up in my memory. And Popeye's like, yeah, man, because whatever you get out, come see me and you get whatever you want. But Popeye still gave him that, like, fuck you, look. So Popeye ends up getting out of prison. Miklo's a part of the seven now. And uh, uh, at the PCP bust, Popeye and um, Smokey, and there was another dude in there. I can't uh, remember uh, his uh, name. Apache. Yeah, Apache uh, and Smokey. Uh, <laughs> Apache, he's the guy I was telling you about. If everybody go back and listen to a Bloodsport episode, that's the Muay Thai guy with the slick oh, no. back hair. No, yeah, that's right. He was yeah. in. He was in there with him. Uh, no, that wasn't a, a Smokey. Was um the guy from Bloodsport? No, I'm looking at it right here. It's Apache. Is it? Yeah, he's played by Paulo Tuca. Oh, that is him. Okay, who the fuck is Smokey? Smokey was—he's the guy that they were jumping ahead. The, the the one that ends up getting killed in in uh, the church. Oh, that's um Carlos. Carlos's brother. brother. Yeah. Okay, Apache is that. Uh, I was thinking of someone else. Uh, okay, yeah, that that's Apache. All right. Yeah, Apache and Smokey were, were in the car with them. They come driving by, they see all the cops there, and they're like, fuck, man, we, we lost uh, the lab and all the money that they owed uh, the Clavo or whatever his name was. Yeah, which, how much money did you you claim that you needed to, for the streets if you turn around and you owe a loan shark a whole bunch of money? I don't know. Well, he was the one that fronted the money for the PCP lab, so... yeah. They're like, oh, man, we lost the lab and all his money. So, But um, when they were driving by, Carmen was on the porch, and she was kind of signaling to them, and uh, Paco saw it. So they go driving by, and then Paco, he's signaling him, and they all go chasing after him. He's just in his spankies, and he's running down the road. And uh, the cop goes around the corner. The car goes around the corner, but then the cops jump in front of it, and then they start pulling him out. And uh, Popeye, when Paco was searching uh, Popeye, He's like, hey, that's a nice placa. He goes, you should be riding with me, not fucking with me. And then Paco's like, hey, I'm not your brother. And he goes, he goes, punks like you are killing, killing off our kids. And he starts uh, throwing them in. So they take them into jail. They're trying to figure out who they are and what they were, what they were doing. But they were, they were just kind of keeping quiet. Because then, when Paco was talking to um, Smokey, uh, he was the one telling him. He goes, look, man, because he was showing him a, a video. I was like, look, he goes, there's, he goes, you don't recognize your own son. He goes, that, that ain't fuck you, that ain't my son. That's not Hector. Yeah, and he goes, no, this kid is, however, I think he was like young, like twelve or something like that. And then he's like, he goes, yeah, he goes, you guys are selling that stuff, turning our kids into this. And he tells them, and uh, Papa, I'm like, don't say nothing. So he kind of just keeps quiet. So they just kind of just lock them up. It was my favorite line dropped here. When he tells you, you still smell like Treliso pig. <laughs> he goes, you might grow your hair and talk like a Vato. He goes, but you still smell like Treliso pig. <laughs> so they got it. I guess they just held him and they had to let him go. They really didn't have anything on him. But um, back in the prison, um, 
Mikola was still uh, trying to get his his come up, but he was he was trying to get out, but he had a uh, um, a probationary board meeting. Mm-hmm. See if he can get out on probation on um, parole. Parole. That was a parole hearing. Yeah, but they they told him no. And in Montana, man, they didn't even listen to me. And he goes, look, you got to prove to them that that you want to get out of here. And he goes, everything is you got to prove it to them on paper. So he got his GED and and everything. Just she goes, prove to them that you can you can still do it out in regular society. So. He's just started doing all his stuff, what he had to do. And then when he got his next uh, probation uh, or his parole hearing, uh, they granted him. But uh, Ving Rhames' character, what was his name? Ivan. Ivan. Did they even say his name? No, I'm just going off what it says. (laughs) (laughs) I think they they said like his last name or whatever uh, to him. But anyway, oh, yeah, they told him. They they let him out, but uh, before before they let him out, Ivan was like, "Hey man," he goes, "This guy's in a gang, uh, and their motto was blood in blood out." He said this in, in that first parole hearing, but they basically said, "Nah, well you're good uh, here. We granted you parole," so he he got out, and uh, Miklo uh, ended up uh, with Cruz. Cruz picked him up and then took him. And he, he was telling him, was like, he was like, yeah. And he goes, hey, he asked Cruz if he had seen Paco. And Paco, he's like, nah, man, Paco's a narc. He goes, he'll probably bust me. And he told him, he goes, yeah. Because he, he told him, he goes, he goes, yeah, they family don't want me around anymore. And Miklo was like, man, that's fucked up. He goes, we're supposed to be family. And he's like, yeah, that's just the way it is. I mean, but, I mean, it's Cruz's fault why mm-hmm. they don't want him around. It's not like, don't do the woe is me. I didn't do anything because of you that Juanito died. It was for your actions is why you're not in the family anymore. Um, it's tough love, man. You got to do what you got to do, everybody. But, yeah, this is when uh, Miklo goes up uh, to the to famous apartments. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, I ain't famous no more. And he told him, he goes, yeah, I got to stay here because the parole, the parole board has his address and it's there. So he goes up there and pounds on the door and it's Popeye. And he's all fucked up. Because he opens the door. He's standing there in the spankies. <laughs> he goes, hey. He told me, he goes, yeah, man. He goes, he was supposed to have an apartment for him. And he goes, nah, man. He goes, this whole place is filled up. Because when they go in there, we see all that. Yeah. We see Apache and all those guys laying around. And I don't know who that dude on the on the couch was, but he had that big ass gun. <laughs> he just stuck it back in between <laughs> the cushions. And then uh, Miklo was like, "Hey man, you said you have an apartment. Oh, you have an apartment for me." And Papa, just a fucking minute, Your Majesty. He goes, "This ain't like the joint with three hots in a cot. This is the street, homie. This is you know just for at least six months or whatever." He said. So Miklo was like, "Well, Papa, I told him was yeah, man, he got a job for you uh, at the tire shop or whatever the hell it was." Yeah, I was always wanted to know what they were doing there. It just looked like they was rolling tires back and forth. Yeah, I don't know what he was beating on it with a sledgehammer. I don't know, everyone. I mean, for those of you that do tires, you probably know. It looked like he was training MMA or something, just hitting hitting big tires and pushing them around. It was it was like the tractor tires and everything on those big bulldozers. It was those type of tires. So yeah, there's a montage of Miklo working. Um, and he, and the, he, find, he finds out that um, Popeye's getting 30% from everybody to pay back the loan shark. 
Yeah, because uh, Miklo was talking to uh, just one of the other workers, and he's like, "Man, this is this isn't how long it's supposed to be." And that one guy said, "Goes, yeah, man." He goes, "Popeye's docking money from him to pay back the loan shark." And Miklo's like, "Man, fuck!" So he's hanging out with Cruz, and um, they go back uh, to the house, and they try to get in, but there's a chain. So he starts pounding on the door, and um, that one guy. I don't know. He's he's in one of those that dude. He, he's in a ton of movies. Oh, uh, the crazy looking guy. Yeah, big old tall Mexican guy. He kind of comes to the door, and then he's like, "Who are you?" He's speaking in Spanish, and he goes, "I, I live here." And he goes, "He's just yelling for Popeye, something, something, basically. Who's this weirdo, or who's this white guy?" Is what he says in Spanish. And then uh, Popeye's like, oh, he's cool. It's all right. He's crashing here. So they let him in. And he's standing there with a big-ass gun. And then Malik Miko's like, hey, man. He goes, he goes, you're not supposed to be doing shit like that. Oh, he goes, you're going to mess up my parole. He goes, why don't you, you want to get these guys out of here? And Popeye's like, hey, why don't you go change the tire, man? We're talking about heavy business. <laughs> And then Cruz is like, come on, man. Let's just go. And Miko's like, no. He goes, Crucito? He goes, this is my home. And the they're dealing Cusito. with yeah, well, they're dealing with the, the the guy that fronted all the money, Clavo. He turns around, uh, Crucito. He goes, you're a tough mama to find. What about those uh, the five G's you owe me? <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> and Miguel looked at him like, hey man, because I just gotta sell a few of my paintings and uh, I'll get you fitia. And he's like, yeah. He goes. He goes, at least you gave me some paintings. He goes, this Bavoso hasn't given me dick. <laughs> and they're, Jay was trying to tell him. He was, Miko was still mad. Like, you guys got to get out of here. But then he's like, well, what's going on? And they said they were they were going to do it. Um, rob an armored truck. And uh, said all that money is going to be. Well, for, no, first uh, Miko got into it with um, Clavo because he pulled that knife on him. And then he, and he goes, well, what? Because he was like, yeah, man, he's whatever we do, clears off uh, Popeye's debt, and they and Clavo gets all his money. And Miklo told him, was telling him, like, hey, nah, man, that, that's a armored trucks or a sucker's deal. And he told him, nah, man, he goes, the driver's in on it, he's a customer. And they were like, well, he was like, because uh, Cruz was telling him, like, dude, just fly straight, man, don't don't get in, involved in this shit. But Miklo was already tired; he wanted his money. Mm-hmm. his money back and everything because when he was arguing with Papa Papa was like shut up he goes I'll put you in fucking high heels again <laughs> and Miguel was like fuck you he goes I'll send you to hell with Big Al <laughs> everybody's just kind of sitting there like what the fuck is going on high heels yeah. Big Al what's going on <laughs> yeah, because what uh, Miguel said hey well, what about the uh, the 20% you're, you're taking from everybody's checks and uh, Smokey and Apache are like, hey, man, he goes, you, you've been collecting? And they're like, yeah, what about me? And then uh, Popeye just, ah. So when Miko gets into a clavo, and then he goes, I, he, was, he was just calling him white boy. <laughs> he goes, I need a trigger man, white boy. And uh, he was, uh, Miko was just like, all right, man, well, we'll do it. So he goes, all right. So they said it was going to be him and Apache and uh, Popeye's like, well, what about me, fuckers? And he goes, you're out of it, Popeye. <laughs> so that was the deal. They were going to rob some armored truck at a, at a supermarket. 
But Popeye sold everyone out. He, he called uh, he called Biff and uh, told him that uh, there was going to be a big uh, dope deal. Yeah, it was uh, a nice voice he tried to disguise himself with. <laughs> yeah. So Biff and um, Paco go down to the store and they're waiting it out, trying to see, and basically telling him like, "Yeah, man." He goes, "You think we need backup?" He goes, "Like, nah, man. How many times have we've done this and nothing's happened?" So they're like, "Yeah, whatever." So they're kind of sitting in there. Here comes the uh, the van because they told him because he told him, "Yeah, it was a blue a uh, blue van's gonna pull up. And there's gonna be like twenty keys of coke inside." So they thought it was gonna be like um, just a drug deal. But when they're going, they're looking around. They see the van pulling up, and they say, well, do you see any kind of connection? And they're looking around and goes, no. But then they see an armored truck there, and that's when Paco goes, this ain't a, this ain't a buy. It's a heist. So they're like, oh, shit. So they call it in, and Paco uh, and Biff jump out run over there uh, just trying to get close to it because they're in the parking lot of the, of the supermarket. They're running up, and then that van pulls up, and Mikkel and those guys just jump out and just start shooting the, the security guards. And because uh, they were they were walking into the store already with those big bags of money, so they grabbed the the money. But Paco and they're like freeze, and they start firing those big old gunfight gunfight. Uh, uh, they got Apache and those Apache and them took off. They jump in the van and boom, bail out. Miko is still running there, like wait, and he's holding a bag, so he starts running. They one of the other dudes, I assume it was um one of Clavo's guys, he gets killed because he gets shot. Uh, Biff shoots him with a shotgun, and then he goes down, and then uh, Miklo or Paco goes chasing after Miklo, and he's l- dipping around under the cars looking for him, and they're hiding behind this other van. Miklo's standing; he's got like a ski mask on, and then uh, Paco sticks, sees him, he pulls his gun on him, and Miklo sees Paco, and he pulls up the mask, goes, "It's me, cut him now." And Paco's like, "Miklo, what the fuck are you doing?" And he goes. He goes, here, give me that gun. I can help you. And then Mikula goes, he goes, you owe me Vato Loco. He told him, he goes, I ain't going back. He goes, you owe me Vato Loco. And he starts running. And then Cruz is like, no. Or uh, Paco like, no, no, I can't. And then he's like, stop or I'll shoot. And he's like, fuck you, detective. He's running. And Paco just takes aim. And then it's all in slow motion. There's like a quick little flashback of Paco and Cruz and Miklo cruising around. And Shot him t- twice. Yeah, so he, he he pointed down, shot him in the legs, and then we just see uh, Paco kind of just sitting there. He's up at the Lapino, El Pino, sitting there, just like fuck. And then he goes to Cruz to Cruz's house. This part was fucked up too. <laughs> he goes there, and Chewie's there shooting up. Cruz is painting, and uh, Paco just kind of walks in there. And Cruz sees him and says, "Hey, Chewie, man, just cool out. We, we got a we got a guest." And Chewie jumps up like, oh, shit, it's John Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of gets into him. And then uh, Paco's like, hey. And then he goes, hey, man, how you doing? What people say to each other that they care. And Chewie's just like, hey. He goes, is that what you said to Miklo? Hey, Holmes, before you (laughs) shot him? And he goes, he goes, he was he was killing, he was robbing and killing people. He goes, I had to do my job. And Chewie gets, he goes, you're a fucking pincho, you something rat or whatever he said, and spits on him, <laughs> spits in his face. 
And then Paco grabs Chewie and just throws him out, and Chewie's all drugged out. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, man. He starts crying, and Cruz is like, hey, man, you can't come here unless you're going to bust me. And then Paco's, because uh, Cruz is painting this big mural on this canvas, and then he sees, um, it's a it's a picture of, of Cruz, and he's got the needle in his arm, and then there's like, um, I think it was like something's open and you see the Juanito's face in it. And then Paco's like, who gave you permission to use my brother, my brother's face in your art? And Cruz goes, he was my, he was my brother too. And they start arguing around, uh, telling him just, he goes, no, don't use him to, as an excuse to mess up your life. And then Cruz just gets all mad and cuts out. Uh, Juanito's face and hands it. He goes here. He goes. You know why am I paid him here? Take it. And then they just kind of get into it some more. And and Cruz is like, "Come on, man." Um, uh, he just starts screaming at him, and he's holding him because he's holding out his hands like here. He goes, "You want to arrest me? Do your job. Do your fucking job." And Paco's just like, "I don't want to fight with you, little brother." And then he just kind of gets sad and, and leaves. But. Yeah, man, that's that shit. I mean, can't argue with with, with drug addicts. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's just a losing battle. Some people can and turn around, but there's just a lot of people that just can't. And I'm sure all of us have had to deal with somebody at some point. But yeah, that part was was a little rough. Uh, he goes to the hospital and sees Miklo. He's um, <clears throat> oh no. The, when he, he's at work, me, uh, Paco's at work, and they say, "Hey, man, that convict's uh, out of surgery. And he's gonna be a lot easier to catch from now on." And we go to the hospital, and you see that Miklo's leg is gone. I think it was from like the knee down. And Paco's in there, sitting there, and he's like, tells the nurse to leave, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean for this to happen." And Miklo's just like, "Man, he goes you, you fucked up because you're you're fighting for the wrong side." And he goes, we're, we're supposed to be Vato Locos forever, remember? And Miko goes, you know what I remember? He goes, the day they lowered my little brother into the ground. He goes, that changed me forever. Uh, right there real quick. I mean, that's cool that Paco turned himself around. Mm-hmm. And I, that that line right there, I, I totally agree with. I mean, when something like that happens and it's happened to me, that turned my life around. I mean, it's not like I was out there fucking up doing stupid shit, but it made me look at the world totally differently after all that dealing dealing with my son. And but Mikola was like, "Nah, man, you're you're dead to me. You go, I'm a cu- I'm cutting you off like they cut my leg." And Paco was just like, oh. Mikola was far gone. Mm-hmm. It was too late for him. So Mikola ends up going back to prison. And uh, goes back to San Quentin again. He gets there. Everyone's uh, all riled up. Uh, uh, Pockets is getting all mad. He goes, hey, man, you need to tell Carlos to stop st- stealing my customers. And Mikolo don't know what the hell's going on. He just got back. He gets up back to the top, and he sees Carlos. And he's like, hey, man, what, what's up with Pockets? And uh, Carlos is like, ah, man. He goes, don't pay no attention to cheap conversation. He goes, he's been selling... Uh, his uh, buyer's uh, baby powder. He goes, it's not, it's not my fault. The customers know where the, the quality is. And they're like, what? So he ends up getting to his cell and he's with magic. And he starts telling him, hey, man, what's what's going on? And he told him that 
uh, Carlos found some uh, sweet connection. Uh, Peter drug Libyan flake. Yeah, it's a drug connection. He's like, how the fuck did he, he hook up? And they said, nobody knows. So he's like, ah, all right, because he was telling him, he goes, yeah, man, he goes, things out in the street are all jacked up. They're basically killing each other. And, he got, and then he told, they, you see him kind of fixing his leg and Magic's like, ah, he goes, man, your own cousin did that to you. You should put a hit on that puto. And he's like, nah, man. He goes, his payback's going to, he's all mine. His payback's going to take a, a while to figure out. So when Montana meets Miklo, he basically puts him uh, in the, uh, no, 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 before all that. Um, Miklo's uh, going to try to get his bets uh, from, no, he was giving, uh, no, he did. Montana put Miklo up in the law library so he can help um, that guy up there. I just remember him from uh, License to Drive and um, shout out to Corey Hain. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, what was that movie? My Girl. I think he was in that. Richard but, Mauser. Yeah, that dude. He's, he's one of those that guy <laughs> type of dudes. But he, he was running uh, the whole li- the, the law library and everything. So he was, Miklo was up there working for him. So he had to go give uh, his case files to um, to Lightning. Uh, no, to Red Rider. And then they were sitting there. When he came walking up, uh, Red Rider was like, well, well, Lightning. He goes, look who it is. He goes, white little Mexican boy has finally come home. <laughs> so I knew you'd be back. And he was like, hey, yeah, here's your, your pill briefings. And Magic told me to let you know that uh, Lightning's account is overdue. And he goes, you hear that? And he goes, he goes he's here to collect your gambling bets. And he's talking to Billy Bob. He's Lightning. He goes, he goes I might think about it if he shows me his falsy. He goes, Come <laughs> on, cripple. Show me your stump. And he's trying to try to back away, and they end up grabbing him and slamming him on the ground and taking his pants off. And Mika goes, "You gotta be out of fucking out of your mind for doing this shit, Lightning." And when they was taking his pants off, Lightning was like, "He goes, hold still." He goes, "I bet you didn't fight uh, Big Al when he was doing this." <laughs> and they pulled off his beds and they took his his little uh, false leg off. And that rider was like, "Yeah, you ever hear? no, it was uh, Lightning." He goes, "You ever hear that the expression? Put your foot in your mouth and then shoved." <laughs> Uh, his shoe into uh, Miklo's mouth. And uh, that's when Red Rider's like, look, man, he goes, owned his finish. He goes, Carlos is working for us now. And every day he's bringing over more owned soldiers. And he told us, when you wake up, it's a white world. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> so, and Miklo was crawling off. He's like, hey, man, he goes, go deep. And he threw his leg. And Miklo was all mad and fucking, they put it in my mouth. And Montana was like, he goes, he goes your, your leg is gone. He goes, you can't be a soldier anymore. And he's like, that's why I put you in the law library. And Miko was just pissed off and didn't just didn't, didn't want to didn't want to have to deal with that shit. Uh, Montana was the one. He was the, the brains of, of the outfit. And he was mm-hmm. just trying to keep everyone together. But uh, Magic and the rest of those guys, as well as Miko, like they, they wanted to kill everyone else, all their enemies. And so they can run the whole thing. Is this when they found he finds out that Montana's writing that book? Yeah, when he was writing a book on um uh Chicano's life in prison. 
and uh, Miko was kind of like, "Look, man, you need to keep your head out of this book and and look look around, look at, focus on what's going on around you." So like, eh, whatever. So uh, this this it, shit was getting out of hand, and uh, out on the street, um, oh, they were um still looking. They they were looking for um um Smokey. Uh, and uh, did they kill Apache? It seemed like he just disappeared. Yeah, he he. I think he just cut out, got his money and rolled, I guess. But um, Smokey was the one that they were still looking for because they went up and um, no, no, no well, shit. When when did they blow up Cheap Times? It was okay. We okay. We talked about him finding out about Montana's book, and yeah. I think this is when he goes to Magic and basically says, "We need to take over, or or Onda's gonna be Onda's Onda's finished if we don't take over." Yeah, because when um, um Miklo found out that uh, who uh, um Carlos's connection was um Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> He found out that because Carlos was like, look, man, he goes, look, I'm going to go to the council and tell everyone that, look, um, we're going to take over uh, with the drug deals, with the drug business. And uh, he's like, you guys need to wake up. Cocaine is America's cup of coffee. And um, but Montana is like, nah, man, we're, we're, we're not dealing drugs because Montana's like, look, man, he goes, look, he he loves that shit more than he loves us. And he sees all the the needle marks in his arm. And he's because he was young. He goes, look, you even got some of our our, our guys addicted to, to drugs. And he goes, he doesn't even care about us. He loves that shit more than us. But Carlos was like, look, man. He goes, I want to, I want to take over. He goes, he was like, I want, I want to run the whole dope game in the prison. And he goes, if you if you guys aren't gonna help me, and he goes, I'll get someone else. He goes, I get the polar bear, the polar bears to back my play. Because he was telling him, he was like, look, man. He goes, I'm gonna buy my backup. So what he was he was he was telling us like look, uh, we can take out these guys here, and his brother Smokey can take out um, uh, the BGA's uh, drugstore down in L.A. Cheap Times was the barn, mm-hmm. and in Montana was like nah nah don't do it. But they knew it was going to happen because Carlos was basic. Carlos was a part of the seven, but then they were like he can't leave because if he leaves it's gonna it's gonna break up Onda, and so like mm-hmm. nah. So they kind of got mad. And, they were like, ah, so Carlos just, he was so fucking drugged out. He just left. Uh, but Mikola was telling us, look, man, he goes, well, that's going on here. Montana's blind on what's going on. He goes, let's just kind of just lay back. Because um, that's when Mikola said, look, man, he goes, I think we should take what's left over. He was talking to Magic, uh, what's in the in the the account, in the in the betting money, he goes, and, and make a buy. And Magic was like, are you crazy, man? Do you want to die? And he, but Miko was like, if I have to, I will, just to protect Onda. And he, and he was telling him, look, look, this is what's going to happen. He goes, fucking Carlos is so fucked up, he's not going to see what's coming. But they're going to have him, uh, Ryder's going to have him kill um, Pockets. Because uh, Pockets was the one that was running the, the drug deal out of the BGA. And he goes, well, Carlos goes after Pockets. Uh, Smokey's uh, gonna go take out um, the drugstore in LA at cheap time. So that's when they show uh, Smokey going into um, into the into the bar, 
uh, with some hand grenades. He goes, I brought you monkeys some coconuts <laughs> from Quentin. And he just throws those grenades in. Yeah, those were some powerful grenades. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I don't know nothing about g- g- grenades blowing up, man. But he threw in two and it blew the whole place up. So they were like, all right. But then they were saying, because uh, Miklo said, look, he goes, if I know anything, goes after uh, Carlos kills um, Pockets, um, uh, they were going to kill him. Because then that's when they find uh, Carlos hanging upside down dead. And then he, and he goes, and after that, from if I know any better, all hell's going to break loose. And there was a big old riot in the yard with all the blacks and the, the Mexicans fighting each other. But they were trying to come up with a truce because they told him, like, look. And he goes, we, we got a deal. We got to own the Montana and Bonafide were talking. He's like, look. He goes, we, we got we to gotta figure this out. And he goes, that shit that happened between Carlos and he goes that that he goes that wasn't on us. He goes that was that was on him. He he did that himself. And he goes and they were like telling him. He goes yeah look man that shit you guys pulled down uh, in L.A. was bullshit. And he goes blowing up cheap times. And he was like he goes look uh, Smokey uh, did that on his brother's orders, not ours. And he goes and he was telling like look man we we need to pull together. Um, the other black dude I can't remember his name. He was like he didn't want no part of it. They wanted they wanted to fight. But uh, Montana and Bonafide was like, look, man, let's just let's kind of hash this out and figure this out. He goes, it's not us uh, that's doing all this. And that's when you got Ryder and those guys saying racial shit <laughs> to uh, to the Mexicans yeah. and the black guys. But they were kind of like, all right, man, we got a truce, so let's just kind of figure this thing out. And that's when the uh, Montana ordered uh, Smokey to get to get uh, to get killed. Because they told Popeye, and Popeye finds Smokey, and he's like, hey, man, can you think you can move uh, whatever those PCP cigarettes? And uh, Popeye's like, hey, man, I thought uh, Smokey was like, I I thought you were, I was on your shit list. He goes, nah, man. He goes, Zodis was the the weirdos fuck up. He goes, we're cool. And that's what he told me. You think you can move uh, 100 whack whack? I think it was like three. What, 300? Yeah, 300 whack whack. And he opened that big old cigar box full of those cigarettes. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I could do that. And so he gave it to him. Yeah, go make yourself some plata. And he goes, all right, Simone. And he goes, hey, and then, this is for Miklo. And then he stabbed Smokey through the box and got him in the stomach. And then he goes running off and Popeye shooting at him. Uh, Smokey gets away and calls uh, Paco and tells him, like, look, man. He goes, I'll tell you everything, but you got to just get me out of state or whatever. So Paco's like, all right, meet me here. So then he goes to some church. Paco shows up. He sees Smokey sitting there, but they already got him. He had that uh, wire wrapped around his neck, mm-hmm. so he's dead. So the police and everybody kind of team up, and they find out uh, what's going on. Uh, Ving Raim shows up. And he was telling him, like, look, man, he goes, this is this is something bigger than East L.A. And he goes, did you hear about uh, somebody throwing in grenades into that into the cheap times? And they're like, yeah, down. It was like further down south. And he goes, you, he, goes I, he goes, I'm guaranteeing this was the quarterback. And he was telling him, he was like, well, this is a East L.A. case. And he goes, nope. And he goes, all this shit's going on. 
uh, all the things that are happening here is coming out of cue. So he goes, that's why we're taking over. And Paco's like, hey, man, uh, Paco was mad because the, 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 the police chief was like, yeah, you guys take over. This is this is your deal. And Paco was like, nah, man, this is my case. And he, and he was telling him, and he showed him uh, that picture that he had. It was a, the picture when Popeye, his parole picture with uh, the whole council, Miklo standing there. And he goes, this is, uh, he goes, I got, this guy was going to give him the the whole lowdown on Onda. He goes, ah, but he's dead. And he's like, nah. And uh, <clears throat> Ving Rhames is like, well, we're taking over. And that's when uh, Pac goes, hey, man, he goes, you ever been in a street gang? And he goes, he's like, nope. He goes, but my warden has, and he's, he's Chicano. And he goes, well, is your warden related to anyone on the Onda council? And then he's kind of stopped and goes, look, man, he goes, like, Miklo Velga or whatever his last name was. He's like, he, he's he's my cousin by blood and by this. And he shows him a little VL plot on his hand. He goes, look, he goes, I think I can get further in this investigation than you, and than you guys. He goes, I just want to be involved. So they're like, all right. So Paco's still involved. He goes up and talks to Miklo, but Miklo ain't having it. Um, I think this is when he convinces him to make a truce yeah they they made the truce with uh the bga um but then um they when they were dealing when they were when montana and um and bonafide were talking he was like look he goes your word might mean something here he goes but down in Folsom and chino he goes I've, they've been losing too many uh men down there and Montana goes, you know what? I'm going to talk to Ward and see if he can get me a transfer so I can go down there and, and talk to those guys. That was the thing. Did he really need to go down there? Because obviously they can get messages out to everyone in the street, and I'm sure they could have got a message to somebody in that prison. Yeah, I think this was a way for the movie to get him somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, so Montana was going to transfer himself down there. That, I mean, can you just do that? Give me a temporary transfer for a little while, then I'll be back. But I don't, I don't know. Prison system. Stop somewhere to see your daughter too. And... Yeah. <laughs> so because they, because Montana was all about it. He goes, yeah, man. I talked to the warden, and they're gonna let me stop somewhere, and uh, he'll get to see his daughter. Because earlier he told Miko, he goes, look, man, this is my daughter. He showed him a picture, and he goes, she was born when he was in prison. He's like, he goes. He goes, I don't even know her. And she he must have been in prison for a long time. She was a teenager, I would say. So um he figured, all right, well, I'm gonna go down there and he put me he put Miklo in charge. And um he said, Bonafide and those guys probably wouldn't go for it if he put uh, magic or one of them in charge, because he knows those guys are just soldiers. He goes, since you can't do anything, uh, I'm going to put you in charge. So he was like, all right. So uh, Montana ends up taking off, and uh, Miklo and all the gang are still there. Uh, Paco's still trying to figure out what the hell's going on in prison and everything, because he talks to Miklo, and Miklo doesn't tell him shit. But um, Montana gets uh, – they stopped off somewhere. Um, this is all in California, so I doubt they would stop – in some little town to spend the night and then go in the morning. I mean, you can drive every, <laughs> you can drive anywhere in California, California, take all day, but you can get there. <laughs> so that's a movie. Yeah. So yeah, he stops there, and this is when he meets um, what's his name? 
He's another one of those you've seen in other movies. I had seen him in um, Sanford and Son. <laughs> and he was in Good Times. He was uh, the pimp. Uh, Teddy Wilson, uh, he played Wallace. Uh, Wallace is in the next cell over uh, to uh, Montana. And they kind of just get get to know each other talking. But uh, the next morning comes. This is where I get confused with what's supposed to happen. Because they say they're going to, his daughter will be there at seven. They're going to get him at six to take a shower. They come to get him, but it's not to take a shower. And then they handcuff him to the outside of the jail cell to, <laughs> yeah, to comb his hair and stuff. I, I didn't get it. I'm <laughs> So obviously they probably just didn't care and they woke they I this I seem they, they woke him up too late. Because his daughter was already there waiting. And they it's like they just went in there and woke him up. Cause Montana tells him, he's like, Look, you're telling the guard, he's like, Look, man, um I haven't seen my wife before my daughter before. Just give me a few minutes to straighten up because he just like just got right out of bed. I'm sure he could have combed his hair as he was walking or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't know. If it was me, I probably would have been up. Especially if you're meeting your daughter you've never met before. Yeah, so they, um, yeah, he, he handcuffs, handcuffs him to the cell, to the bars, and he goes, look, and he goes, we'll be back in a minute. So he's trying to get ready, and he's all juiced and happy, and Wallace wakes up, and then he's like, yeah, he's going to meet my daughter, and he's real happy. And uh, he's trying to comb his hair. I don't. I don't understand why he let Wallace hold the mirror, because he could have held it. Because Wallace goes, "Here, man, here's my mirror." And then Wallace is like, "Or no, uh, Montana's like, what? He could have handed him that mirror. His hand is chained to to the thing. He could have held it in that hand <laughs> and still just brushed his. It's uh, movie, everyone. Yeah." So Wallace goes, I'll hold it for you. So he's holding the mirror and fucking Montana's brushing his hair. And he goes, ah, oh, man, I'm just so excited. And Wallace is like, yeah, man, your daughter's going to be so proud of you. And then he goes, Ugh. and then the camera goes down and Wallace shanked Montana. And he goes, this is what you call change of plans. And he goes, for cheap times. He goes, you guys think you can blow up my brother? Uh-uh. And then he, she, he goes, now you're going to meet your maker. And he like shanked him a couple of times and then just left it in there. And then Montana, ah, he ends up just dying. And then there's a huge riot going on uh, at San Quentin. I don't know how fast uh, the news got up there. Instantly. But, yeah, but they're, ah, they're all mad. They all found out that uh, Montana's dead and they're overflowing the toilets and burning things up and magic is just crying and all those guys there everybody's mad Mikkel is just trying to like come on man we we gotta think like uh whatever they called him um a man of mouth yeah we gotta think about him and then fucking uh Danny Trejo gets to say something. Yeah, he was like you're not a metal metal you're not and he goes I know I'm not and he goes but I'm alive he goes, I, and he goes, I'm going to stay alive. He goes, we all got to just think. And Magic is just crying his eyes out. And then he's like, oh, just come on. It's, it's all right. So I assume Miko calmed everyone down and the ride stopped. But we see Wallace chained, uh, sitting in a chair, handcuffed. And then um, 
Ving Rhames bring they're like they I guess they brought uh, uh, Bonafide all the way down wherever they were. <laughs> so I don't I mean obviously hours <laughs> may I say a day or at least so went by before all this happened. He's transporting prisoners everywhere. Yeah, so uh, and I don't know why they let him go there. Well, he, he I guess it's probably only way to get him to talk because uh, yeah, Bing Rhames is like this guy has hardcore BGA. Yeah, because he, he was telling me, he's like, look, uh, when they brought in uh, uh, Bonafide, Bing Randy goes, yeah, that's him. He goes, he's the one. He's the one that ordered the hit. And then it, uh, the uh, the warden went with uh, Bonafide. And he goes, hey, man, why don't you tell him what you told me? And he goes, he goes, I didn't order nothing. And he goes, is that your man? He goes, yeah, that's him. So he goes, why don't you go in there? And he goes, he was telling him, he's like, look, he goes, why don't you let me talk to him? And they're like, hell no. Nah. And he goes, he ain't going to tell you nothing. So they're like, all right. So he, Bonafide goes in there and sees uh, Wallace, and they say something uh, to each other. And then he's like, oh, man, the man got you down here too? And he's like, yeah. And he just comes up and, who ordered the hit? And then he's like, you did. And then he kind of told him to come closer. I don't know what he grabbed. looks like he grabbed that bottom rib, but he yeah. shoves his hand uh, Wallace is already skinny, and he shoves his hand, and he grabs that bottom rib, and I'm thinking he's just holding on to it, and, and he's like, who did this? And he goes, who told you And he's to do this? And he's like, you did. He goes, I got your comb. I read the message, and he goes, I know your design. And then he's like just bonafide, just like, oh, man. Yeah, because so, earlier after he killed Montana, you see him, he's got, he's got the comb. It's like a... It looks like it, and it has a message in it, and he burns it, and then he breaks the comb up and flushes it. Yeah. Because he's like, I know your comb, I know your design, and then he's like, fuck. So when he goes out, and he's like, look. Um, well, he told him, but then we we go back to me. Paco goes all the way up to, to San Quentin, and he's talking to Mikolo, and he's telling him, like, look, man, he goes, that guy didn't do it. And he goes, that, um, that's somebody counterfeited his comb and uh fucking make like oh hell no goes that that guy was no punk man he was hardcore bga and he's like nah man he didn't do it and he, he doesn't believe it so um bonafide and uh miklo uh they they start talking and they're telling him like look man goes we didn't he said montana was a stand-up guy we didn't do this and he goes and they're like, well, how, how the hell did this happen? He goes, look, man. He goes, somebody got my comb, uh, copied it, and then sent it down there uh, with the message. And they're like, well, how do you do it? And he goes, well, how do you? Because he, I work in the wood shop with lightning. He got my comb, counterfeited it, and they sent it down there. And they, and they goes, well, how did they know where Montana was? He goes, well, the only way they could have got it is they, they could have got it from the white guards. And then they're like, hmm, all right, that, that's possible. And that's when they told him, look, man, we need to get together and just stay together and, and fight these guys. So they kind of all agreed. And then they said, all right, well, we're going to lay low for a few months. And then we're going to celebrate a big Mexican holiday together. And they're like, well, what's that? I don't even know how to say it in Spanish. Basically, the Day of the Dead, the something, something. I, I, my Spanish is no good, but... <laughs> So like, all right, because he goes, because when he says in Spanish and Bonifaz, and that means he goes, Day of the Dead. Uh, 
So when all that's going on, the whole the Spanish communities are all celebrating Day of the Dead, and then these guys uh, go into action. And uh, they the BGA and La Onda team up and take out all, everybody. Yeah, with the, whole, the weird little sword swipe sound every time someone gets yeah, shanked. They took out the whole, basically the whole, the all the higher ups in the AV. They took out um, Lightning. They strangled him. They burned up uh, um, Red Rider. <laughs> they squirted. Uh, I guess that was like painting or something. I don't know what it was. And then I think they burned, were building tables i think it was like uh whatever you finish it with yeah whatever that yeah finishing stuff they put on it and sprayed it all over red rider and then they set him on fire and uh the, the other guys that they had, i guess had no names all the other white guys they just killed him they were killing him with um uh weight plates and mm-hmm. uh, sh- shanking them all and everything so they took all them out and then uh Bonafide and uh, Magic are walking along like, hey, man, we get to keep this up and then we're all we're going to be all good. And then Magic's like, yeah. And then he just pushes Bonafide away and he goes into the out the door and slams the door. Bonafide turns around. Here comes um, Heronimo and a couple other guys <laughs> with shanks and they're looking at him and they're trying to trying to get him. Uh, Bonafide took out a couple of them. He grabbed grab one dude by the neck and stabbed him. And uh, this is when the magic comes behind him with that big bar. I don't know where they got that from, but he just stabs it through, comes out of uh, Bonafide's neck, and he's dead. So um, then they they show that the scene after when all those guys, uh, when the BGA and and um, Onda killed the the Aviers. As soon as they were done with that, the Onda started killing all the. The BGA guys. So mm-hmm. as soon as they helped them kill whoever they were going to kill, then they then they got killed. And then they were, ah, this was going on. This is when uh, they were all mad. The, the wardens were all mad. And they're like, fuck this, man. They they just did his dirty. Because Miklo was talking. He talked to Paco earlier mm-hmm. and told him, he said, yeah, man, this this is what's happening. And and that's when they told Paco, told Miklo, goes, look, man, this this was a whole setup. So Paco, eh, all right. So Paco goes back after they killed everyone. Paco goes back and talks to Miklo, and, and Miklo's telling him, "Is like, look, man." He goes, "He goes, this, this is what, this is what's going on." And Miklo's like, "Man, you just, or Paco's like, you just murdered all these people." And then Miklo's like, well, "Hey, he goes, man, he goes, you helped me out too." <laughs> he, he goes, "We did it together." He goes, "Like how we took out Spider together." And, and he goes, hey man, he goes, he goes, you're you're valuable to me. And he's like, he goes, look man, he goes, I can tell you uh, things that are going on, and uh, in here, and you can give me information to what's going on out there. And Paco's just like, what are you trying to say to me? You want me? You want me to be a part of your gang? Are you fucking out of your mind? And then Miklo's like, come on man, he goes, we should. He goes, let's let's be brothers again. He goes, let's stop fighting and. Paco just like, nope. He didn't want no part of it. And Miklo was looking at him. And he goes, Paco! And he looked around and goes, I'll always be your brother, Vato Loco, and shows him his VL. Paco's like, never. And he's just pissed. And the, the prison, they wanted to break up 
owned us. So they were said because of the war and after they killed everyone, they were like, "Now nah, we got to break up the council, send everybody everywhere. We're gonna this, get this, this warden likes to send prisoners different places. Yeah. He was like, "Just get him out of here." So that's when uh, they had their last meeting. And uh, Miklo was telling him, look, man, they're sending you to Texas. They're sending you to Arizona. They're sending you here and there. And then they're like, why? And he goes, There's, we, we have to. He goes, they're going to, they don't want us here. And they goes, but he goes, well, he goes, when you guys go down there, he goes, we're going to turn it on them. He goes, each of you are going to set up your own chapters. And he goes, we're going to spread uh, on the gospel Billy Graham style. Billy Graham was a church dude. We gotta know who that is. And they were like, "Yeah." So they were they were happy. All right, they're gonna go down there, spread uh, all the news on Onda, and just make it bigger. But then they were like, "Yeah." So yeah, you guys go down there, and uh, we'll we'll figure this out. But when Magic and Miklo are in the in the cell, Meek Magic said, "Where am I going?" And he goes, nowhere. And he goes, you're going to be with here, be with me. He goes, you're going to be my my leg that I don't have. He goes, so you got to help me. So Magic was like, all right. And he walks over and he goes, hey, man, you ordered me to destroy this, this mold. And they open up the back of this radio, and it's a mold of Bonafide's comb. And then he was, he was showing it to him. He goes, look, he goes, I kept this for protection protection from you and then Miklo just kind of looked at him he goes here he goes I want you to destroy it so Miklo just kind of turns on the water and breaks up the the bar it was like bars of soaps soap bars of soaps stuck together and I don't know how they got his comb but they pressed it in and that was all right either they had to heat up those soap bars <laughs> because if they had tried to press that that wood comb into those hard ass bars of soap, that thing would have broke apart. Because you know how easy when Wallace just took it and psh, just broke it up and then flushed it. That's uh, a movie. Yeah. So we find out that Magic and Mikolo are the ones that sent that comb down to Wallace, and they were the ones that had Montana killed. They killed him because they figured Montana didn't want to keep. Um, Owned a strong. He he was coming at him with some other ideas on how to run it. But that Miklo and those guys saw, look, if we don't do what we're going to do now, we're we're going to go back to being slaves. So that's why they went. They killed all the higher ups in the BGA and in the AV. So that that was it for Miklo. Oh, we skipped over um, Cruz's uh, scene. Oh, when he uh, reunites with his family. Yeah, he's at uh, Juanito's gravesite on the uh, Day of the Dead. Yeah, this, this part was was rough. <laughs> Which this is another part that I figured there's a part cut out because I I feel like there's there has to be a scene of them having a conversation about going to see Cruz. Yeah, because it just seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah, because the in the movie Cruz is uh, during all the Day of the Dead celebration, everyone's at cemeteries paying their respects Cruz is sitting there singing a song uh, at Juanito's grave and he's got some boxing gloves like here man just here's your gloves and he's talking to him don't let anyone push you around and uh, he's just still sitting there and then a shadow kind of comes up and puts down some flowers and he looks up and it's um 
his stepmom. And he kind of just gets up and it's like he wants to hug her, but he doesn't know if it's cool or not or if they forgive him. She like looks at him. He looks at her and then she leans in and, and gives him a hug and then they start crying uh, and all that. And he's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she's like, it's all right. And he told him because he misses Juanito and he goes, I loved him. And she goes, I, I know you do. And then uh, Paco comes walking over and he, he joins in on the hug. And then they kind of pull away from him and they look and then um, Cruz looks over and he sees his dad standing there. Mm-hmm. And he, he's looking at him. His dad's got teary eyes and he comes walking over and then they start hugging and uh, he's, he's saying sorry and he's sad and everything. So he's they're back together. I don't know if Cruz was on, on his way to cleaning himself up at that time, or maybe who knows? Maybe after this is when he started to uh, his recovery. I think I feel like after this, yeah. So yeah, then um, then all the prison stuff, and Miklo sees Paco, and then Paco's fuck you, I'm out of here. Miklo's still running running the show in San Quentin. Magic calls him Hefe. Yeah, I give you my life, Hefe. And Miklo just kind of looks up at him, but. I love that everyone just like was all cool with Miklo. How they all hated him in the beginning when he first got to prison. Now they're like, oh, especially Magic. Yeah. <laughs> now this this white boy can't be in, and now he's the boss. <laughs> yeah. So um, then we get this a big emotional scene at the end. Um, Cruz and and Paco go back to the L.A. River. Uh, I don't know how much time had gone by, but Cruz looks like he's better than ever, cleaned himself up, shaved off all his hair. He goes, I'm cutting myself down to the bone, shaved off all his hair. And they go to look at this uh, painting that uh, Cruz did on the wall. It's um, the picture of them. Cruz and Miklo are laughing and Paco standing there in his fight stance. And he's just trying to talk to them, saying that, say, man, we we basically, we got we to stick together. But Cruz is like, fuck, because he was like, he was mad at Miklo. He's like, man, he goes, you need to scrape, his, scrape him off the wall. I hate that puto. And Cruz is like, nah, man, you, you, you we got to stick together, man. We're family. And then, because he, he was straight up about it. Because when, when Cruz was telling him, was, look, man, he goes, look, all that shit that was going on, it was bad. And then um, he told him, he's like, look, man, he goes, because Cruz told me, uh, Paco's, look, you you're mad at him. He's mad at you. He goes, but he's only trying to be like you. Mm-hmm. And then um, so when when he realizes, he kind of set things in motion. Yeah, he he kind of goes. He goes, what? He goes, it's it's my fault. All this is this is it's my fault that the things went the way they were. And Cruz just looked at him. In a way, yeah. I mean, everything. Paco was the one that. Not saying he caused it all, but it was the reasoning why. Because I knew Paco saw it. He was like, "All right," and he told him, "He's like, look, man." He goes, "It's it's my fault." He goes, "He goes, I started everything. He started that shit with Spider. I wouldn't have made Miklo do that. Take out Spider. Those you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't have broke your back. Miklo wouldn't have lost his leg." And he goes, "It's all my fault." 
I mean, yeah, in a way it is. I mean, did he did he really kind of push Miklo into doing what he do was doing? But in in a way, he, Paco can't take all the blame. Miklo was trying to be like Paco, trying to be mm-hmm. rough, trying to be tough. He wanted his VL Placa. He wanted to prove himself. He was trying to belong and fit in. Yeah, so because he was always pushed out. He said it. He goes because because of my white skin, everyone's. Uh, Pushing him out because even when uh, Miklo and, and Cruz were talking, and he goes, "You got nothing but hate." And he goes, "You got nothing but your white father's hate." And Miklo's, "You still hung up on my fluorescent skin." <laughs> <laughs> so, but then yeah, because Cruz was, was he broke it down, and Paco, Paco was getting mad. But then Cruz was like, "Come on, man, just that shit's poison. You gotta let it out, let it go." And he goes, "He goes, I know, man. He goes, I fed my. He goes, I fed that poison." Through a needle for ten years, and he goes, "We just, we just gotta let it go at this point because there ain't really nothing you, you nothing you could do." So they were, he was just kind of like, "Yeah." He goes, "Look, man." He goes, "We're gonna get through this together." And he goes, "And we're gonna get together with family." And then they were like, "Yeah, cool." And then it's kind of like, "Yeah," and that was pretty much the end of the movie. But it was basically Cruz was telling him. What was up and what they wanted? Because Cruz was he was the voice of reasoning even in the very beginning, but just shit went sideways and Ryder got killed. Miko had to go out to prison <laughs> and everything. But I mean, this this movie was awesome. Uh, I didn't want to go this long, but but we did. <laughs> <laughs> if you want three hours? Go listen to Action Jackson or what? No, one of those ones. But but yeah, this this movie was good. I hopefully they put out that five hour cut because I would really like to see it. So, uh, I, I think I think we just put it out in the universe, so it has to happen. So I'm I'm hoping uh, you higher up in Disney uh, see it because that's what Damian Chopper said on the podcast. He was like, Disney still owns it, and I don't know what they're going to. I guess um, a lot of people had come up with ideas to continue the story to see the. The more adventures of of Miklo and the more adventures of Paco and Cruz, um, but um, I don't know what those stories are. Have anything? I would like to know what else uh, Miklo did uh, to his rise to power in, yeah. in prison, and did someone else come along? I would like to see a series. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even do that. I mean, you can you can make it a series. I mean, of course, Damian Chapo would have to be involved. Um, Jesse Borrego and Benjamin Bratt come in. I'm sure they can bring him in there somewhere. But I think if they did, the story would be just focused on Miklo. Yeah, Ving Rhames is now the warden. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would just like like to see the, the continuation. I mean, there's a lot of movies on YouTube that are more um, Chicano films, hood movies, with uh, Damien Chapa. There was one I started it, but it was just... The acting was so bad. Um, uh, Miklos, they're out in the streets of L.A., and he's got an eye patch, and he seems to be running whatever gang this is. And I guess he said he's done some more movies that were more uh, faith-based, uh, dealing with faith and everything, and I don't, he didn't really go into what those movies were. But, yeah, I would love to hear the the more the further adventures of Miklo and to see what would happen? I assume Chewie died in an overdose. I'm sure he didn't clean himself up. And Chewie became Tuco. 
Yeah, where'd Frankie? <laughs> where'd Frankie go? <laughs> Last we saw him, he's running down the alley. But yeah, yeah, everyone, that's blood in, blood out. Went way longer than than I wanted to. But all right, Bry, that was my pick. What do you got? Um, we're gonna keep this uh, crime thriller <laughs> train rolling. I've only seen this once, and I found it on Tubi. It's 2000's Brother. Brother. Yeah, this stars, I'm going to butcher this name, Takashi Kitano and Omar Epps. A Japanese Yakuza, Yakuza gangster's deadly existence in his homeland gets him exiled to Los Angeles, where he's taken his little brother and his brother's gang. Hmm, I never even heard of this one. Omar Epps, I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, I think this was younger Omar Epps. This is after Juice. Yeah, this is 2000, so shit, this movie's 22 years ago. I don't even know who these other guys are that are in it. All right, well, I guess I got to deal with ads <laughs> so, <laughs> everything but yeah uh, yeah come back uh next week for brother and what was the next action movie uh stone cold oh that's right and now it's on youtube so yep if you want to be the car- part of the conversation check out stone cold next action returns and brother for the next stream fiend so everyone just go to horrorreturns.com for everything uh, dealing with the network, uh, as well as all the shows, links to everything, and links over to Scatterness Podcast Network and listen to all that. Uh, Anchor's on there, too, isn't it? Uh, should be a link on there. All right. Yeah, Anchor, too, as well. Uh, like and subscribe. Follow us. Facebook, uh, Stream Fiends, or Action Returns. Also on Instagram. Uh, while you're at thehorrorreturns.com, definitely pick up a shirt. Did you get a shirt yet? Nope. <laughs> is that same design on there? Somebody was, I posted someone post a picture and they, they got a shirt, so right on. Yeah, uh, we're currently trying to, we got a, an updated design. We're just trying to format it so it'll come out right on a t shirt. Yeah, um, speaking of t shirts, um, I gonna, I gotta, I gotta talk to Mike. He's gotta send me those, um, resized pictures. Uh, there's gonna be East Society shirt as well as, uh, Another run of the Magnus podcast shirts. Uh, for those of you that got that first run, thank you. You got one, didn't you? Yep. Or in uh, Texas. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, there'll, there'll be those hopefully really soon. But, yeah, come back next week for Brother. And uh, until then, just be safe out there. Keep your hands to yourself and party uh, on. Wait, real go quick, ahead. you're taking the stage again here soon, aren't you? Oh, um, for those of you that, that made it out to the, the Tulsa, Oklahoma show at the Shrine, uh, we're doing it again on May Thursday, May 19th in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Shrine. Um, not sure exactly who else is going to be there. Uh, I assume we're going to be opening up the show. It's going to be myself, uh, Russ from Okie Podcast, um, Isaiah and Josh from Toke Signals Podcast, as well as... Um, <sighs> sorry, brother, I forgot your name. <laughs> from uh, Scoted Cinema. Um, Tyler, Tyler Randall, he's, he's going to be there with us this time. So, um, probably just do what we did the last time. Uh, if you guys listen to those shows I did, we did put out the audio. So if you haven't go check out those, 
on Anchor as no on a Skaterness Podcast Network. It's over there. It's a part of the Magnus Podcast, like two episodes back. I definitely go over there and listen to that. It was a good time, man. And uh, shout out to everyone over in Tulsa for um, inviting me back, man. It's uh, I can't wait. So I better start running. I need to thin out some because those pictures I look horrible. <laughs> but I'm hopefully we can get our shirts up and running. I want to wear a Macness T-shirt when I'm when I'm up there, but because the one I have now it's it's a little slim, so I need to get a new one. But all right, yeah, everyone, that's it. Uh, more details to come as soon as I find out. I'll let you guys know. And uh, yeah, so until then, party on. And I want to tell my daughter happy birthday and everybody be good to each other.